Welcome to the Basement Movie Room Podcast, and this is a podcast from the road. We are on the road driving a long time, yes. uh, but we decided to record a special edition of the podcast where we're just going to talk about whatever we want to, but we're going to start out with Star Wars. So From Star Wars to the boys. Star, that's right. You know, throw in some other stuff, whatever we, we feel like. Right? We don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. It's going to go somewhere. And there's children. Hour podcast. There's children in the back. We'll try to keep it clean. <laughs> Say hello, children. Okay. Oh, well, that right. might blow some eardrums. Yep. All right. So we're gonna start out with Star Wars. So IGN. We were talking about this. IGN came out with their ranking of the main line Star Wars films from eleven. And was it 11? 11 to 1? Because there's 9, 10, 11. Yeah, Solo, Rogue One, and the nine regular movies. Okay. So we were debating this last night. We're, we're not, we're not going to throw the Ewok Adventures We're in. not throwing the Ewok Adventures in. That's a shame. They're sort of Star Wars movies, but they're more just Ewok movies. Underrated. <laughs> Remains to be seen. I haven't rewatched them. So with this, I believe... The rankings for IGN. I'm going to pull them up so I can kind of read the, the rankings here. And uh, I, I do know Skywalker was, Rise of Skywalker was the final movie in the list as the worst. And I somewhat will disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Star Wars ranking. Yeah. Let's see what it says. So I can go, I'll go through it real quick all right so their rankings was rise of skywalker attack of the clones phantom menace solo revenge of the sith at seven force awakens at six rogue one at five last jedi at four maybe controversial return of the jedi at three new hope at two and I don't think this is controversial, Empire Strikes Back as number one. So I think your top three are probably a little less controversial. I think when it comes to controversy, number four is probably the most controversial place on their list. Yeah. And perhaps the end, the last, the Skywalker being number 11. So we were talking about this last night. What would our, what would, what would our worst Star Wars movie out of the 11 be? And I think we all know that Attack of the Clones yeah. is my least favorite Star Wars movie. Same here. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely last place. Um, I mean, at least Rise of Skywalker had some very enjoyable parts. Yes, it did. Clones was, there wasn't really that climax that you wanted in a Star Wars movie and the love scenes. It's just, it's boring. It was, it was boring. Okay, so yeah. if you look at clones, you have the the cool part where he slices like the the bugs off of uh, Padme. You have the Django Obi Wan fight on uh, uh, what's the planet? Was, uh, Camino. Camino. Camino on that planet. And you get that the was first, probably the best part of the movie. Yeah, you get that first view of that so sonic bomb that we see in The Mandalorian, too. So, yeah, that's the best part of the movie. Yeah. Obi-Wan's parts are the better parts of the movie. Everything else, pretty boring. Oh, very. The final battle is not great. It's kind of terrible, in my opinion. I mean, we do get that cluster of Jedi with 
lightsabers that yeah. you kind of you always wanted to see a, an army of yeah. Jedi. And yeah. Kind of got a little, but it, you know. You get that, and you just get some extras with lightsabers in the background, just <laughs> random right. white guy with a lightsaber. Yeah. Got tennis <laughs> shoes on and jeans in the background. The funny. There's, there's some funny things out there that say like, "Hey, isn't you know Jango Fett's there with Dooku and, and everybody as a bad guy in that scene?" It's like, didn't didn't I just meet this guy and all these clone troopers are his clones so maybe things are kind of weird he's friends with Dooku maybe things aren't exactly what they seem here with these clones you think it would have given them away but you know the Jedi have been proven to be dumb yeah Yeah. and then you know Mace Windu kills Jango Fett but yeah so that's number 11 for both of us yeah that's it it was just it was not a good Star Wars movie. It's bad Star Wars movie. That's the thing. It's a bad Star Wars movie. And I, you could say both of them. That and the Skywalker. Last, yeah. I keep saying the last Skywalker. Yeah. It's not the last. <laughs> Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Return of the Skywalker. Return of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could say both of those are just not good. They're not. Star Wars. So, so I think obviously 10. Rise of Skywalker is going to be your yeah. 10. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be my 10 as well. Yeah. And, and I don't think... Skywalker's Rise of Skywalker is a bad movie. I, it's a bad Star Wars movie, like yeah. you just said. It's entertaining. It's far more entertaining than Attack of the Clones. But just based on being Star Wars, it's not what it should have been. No. It's entertaining. It's nice to see a lot of the cameo and callbacks. There's some really stupid stuff in it, like giving Chewbacca a medal. Like, yeah, like, you know, well, yeah, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's a joke that he didn't get one, and, and then you're going to give him one. It's like, come on, so stupid. And, like, I I don't know how much of that movie they had to change because of Carrie Fisher's death, but she's in it quite a bit. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, they, I don't know. they use a lot of her footage from, like, they had Force to use, Awakens? They had to have used leftover footage for some yeah. of it, for sure. And it's like, none of, there's no payoffs to anything. No in the movie really that were set up in Force Awakens certainly no payoffs for anything set up in Last Jedi because yeah. of the fan reaction to Last Jedi the, they just buckled to that pressure and like brought like every J. J. Abrams. yeah like, they brought back Abrams like we were talking earlier I mentioned he's a he's a he's a good starting pitcher yeah but he's not a closer he's no Mariano he Rivera he can't pitch a complete game uh, you know he needs relief at the end because he has no clue how to end anything. Yeah. And was it Colin Trevorrow who does the Jurassic World movies? Yeah, he, was, he, was he was slated, slated to do the third one, right? Yeah. And then he and got, thank God. I mean, I'm going to be fired. honest. I'm glad he didn't because I've seen the Jurassic World movies. I'm not, you know, not, not into that. Yeah. So, so, but I, I don't think Abrams was the right choice. I think they rushed a script that was written by committee on Skywalker. I wish they Jedi. Uh, oh, Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't have minded that. Yeah, some people would have. Yeah, yeah. like they bought into the, the the loud minority on that and decided they just couldn't do it. Yeah, they couldn't continue the Last Jedi story. People hated it supposedly, which I don't. I, I it think it's up, great. It did end up with yeah. a buster that made no sense. Yeah, it's like it's three movies. They, okay, as a trio, those three movies are all very different. Like, Force Awakens was a good start. Then Ryan Johnson came in. He didn't really like The Force Awakens that much and changed yeah. it, changed everything about it. 
and then they decided what Ryan Johnson did was no good. They didn't continue it. They went back to somewhat the Force Awakens fun factor, but they didn't—they didn't make a story out of it. It's just—it's yeah. completely pointless. And there's good parts in it. I don't want to say all bad about it. It's entertaining. I did like—I did like a lot of the things at the end, despite the fact that the Emperor being back and everything is kind of silly. Yeah. But well, they brought that in. From, yeah. uh, from the legends of yeah. I forget which book it is yeah I'm sure there was tons back. of books yeah. that did all kinds of crazy stuff but you know they also had a clone of Luke called <laughs> Luke to use <laughs> in that, I think it was in that same book Luke yeah, yeah. where the emperor came back but so. I enjoyed the, the references to like old Sith and things like that you know they, they canonized um, what's his name uh all the the very famous Sith from KOTOR games and stuff like not not Revan not Revan they canonized uh, one of the older ones I can't remember so but anyway you know beside the point they did some cool stuff in the movie but ultimately it's just it was okay yeah it was a it wasn't set. a Star Wars movie though it wasn't a good Star Wars movie no alright so it was a it was a film made to please the loud Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Toxic fans. Yeah, and it didn't do that either. No, it, it, <laughs> it pleased no one ultimately. Which, when it comes to Star Wars, the fandom is just all over the place. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Yeah, don't it's crazy. It. It's crazy. Just be glad you're getting stuff. Yeah. So, on to number nine. Niner. They had... What was it? Was it Solo Solo at 9, right? Or was it Phantom Menace at 9 on their list? Probably, I would say Phantom Menace. Let's see. Basically. I'm looking back at the list to refer. It was Phantom Menace. No way that no. Phantom Menace is number 9 on my list. So, unfortunately, it is going to be, for me, Solo. Yeah. Solo's yeah. got to be. And, and it, at, this point, at this point in the list, I don't dislike any of these movies I, I like every one of them from here on out yeah because uh, solo i really enjoyed solo i think it got a hard it got a bad break i think it it, it suffered from some fatigue with star wars fans there's there, people were just tired of star wars yeah. at that point yeah, I'm recasting an iconic figure yeah too. which i'm not gonna say that i don't like the casting i thought the guy alden ehrenreich oh yeah is, he was, did a great job yeah he was pretty he did a really good job he's like, pretty solid being Han Solo esque, being Harrison Ford esque, honestly. And I mean, if you go back and watch the movie, you know he's he's not really Han Solo until the very end. Yeah. That we know. Yeah. He, he starts to get that little bit of swagger, yeah. and I thought they did a pretty good job of, you know, yep. he's not going to start out being that that cool, right? Cool guy. Yeah. You know? So he had so to grow a little bit. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, Amelia Clark's good, although. <laughs> There's that dumb part where they get separated and Han has to gi- Han ha- has to give a name and he gives himself the name Han Solo. Oh yeah, uh, that was kind of goofy. But overall, the movie's enjoyable. It, you know, it's a it's a origin story for Han Solo. I enjoyed Woody Harrelson as a. Yeah, uh, that, I can't remember his name now, but the only the thing I wish they had done more is that group. Yeah. That he was with. I wish we got more out of them other yep. than just the scene. So, yeah, you, know, you had the the, had the job pilot and uh, the mm-hmm. Tendaway Newton. The 
that was uh, Farber, right? John Farber? I think Voiced it. Was it? I think so. I think maybe, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was uh, it was enjoyable. It was a nice little story. Lando, you had uh, had Childish Gambino yeah. as Lando. Great cast. Uh, Donald Glover. Uh, he felt like he yeah. felt like. Oh, he's perfect. Lando. He is perfect as Lando. It's the best casting they have in that movie, honestly. And you know, the end was interesting to say the least. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of interesting that they went with that character to bring in as the big bad. You can spoil it. It's old Darth yeah. Maul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what am I doing here? This is yeah. spoilers. <laughs> this is so old. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. It is something that they brought in. Darth they Maul. brought Darth Maul back. With the of course, robot legs. That wasn't. Did they bring Darth Maul back first in that or was he in Rebels before that? They brought back Maul and Clone Wars. Okay, was it Clone Wars? Mechanical Maul? legs. Yeah. And then he made his way into Rebels. Gotcha. Was his, his best storyline. Yeah. That's so good. So under Rebels, I mean, I, I love Rebels. If I was putting Rebels in this list, they'd be it'd be real high. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, check out Rebels. So, I think it's very underrated and forgotten piece yeah. of Star Wars, but it's got some of the best Star Wars stuff. Right, you'll come across. Yeah. But you get a lot of you know the childish Star Wars too. Yeah, well, I, yeah. So I enjoyed Solo. I, I don't have much else to say about it. It's a good movie. Enjoyed it. Cast is good. Paul Bettany is the bad guy. Is he's okay. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Warwick Davis shows up. Yeah. He's almost like C three PO and R2D two. Yeah, he's in everyone. In everyone. Yeah. Alright, so that brings us down to number eight. Number eight on their list was solo. So we've already we've already hit that. So yeah. we've only you number know eight. we've got mm. we got Phantom Menace still hanging out there, Revenge of the Sith, Force Awakens, Rogue One. Last Jedi, and of course the original trilogy. I'm gonna have to go with Force Awakens. That's 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 where I'm at. Yeah, oh, Number, yeah? yeah, I'm I'm at Force so Awakens. We're, we're pretty much we're staying pretty much here. the same so far. I think it's yeah. gonna start changing. It'll here. it Surely. might it might it yeah. might yeah Force Awakens. Force yeah, Awakens is, is is yeah is number eight. It was a good introduction yeah. introductory back into Star Wars, trying to bring it back to the old school. And, and it did that and it, by using the same story yeah. as the as so a new hope. Basically, new it's hope. basically the same, yeah. which works. It works. Uh, I. It's exciting. It was a nice return. It was exciting to have Star Wars back again after what? What was Force Awakens? Twenty fifteen? Like twelve years? Was it seventeen? Was it seventeen? It was fifteen, seventeen. I don't know. Yeah, it's been. But it was like 12, 12 or so years. You know. Yeah. So it was nice to have it back. And uh, it's it's good. It's entertaining. J.J. It Abrams. Yeah, it you know. felt like the original trilogy. You know. Yeah. Felt gritty and you know like that. Not it's so it. polished. Um, left a lot of good open-ended stuff at the end. You know to uh, actually have a yeah introduced a us to the the, the first order. Yeah. And Dom Hall Gleason has. Hux and, and of course uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. 
he's a good character. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a good character despite the storyline being kind of like eh, eh, throughout the rest of the series. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a good story. It's basically a retelling of New Hope, like you said. It doesn't have a. It, it introduces us to Finn and Ray, and we get Harrison Ford back as Han Solo, which was fantastic, and Chewie, of course. Um, Peter Mayhew was still alive at this time, so he was still doing some of the Chewie work along with oh, the, right. yeah, the with uh, Jonas, uh, yeah, whatever that guy's name is, that big giant Dutch guy that they got to to take over for Chewie. Yeah. So, but Mayhew was still in there, and of course you get C-3PO and R2-D2. All the classic characters are back, uh, except Luke yeah. until the very end. Yeah, you know, Leia, Leia's in there. But yeah, it, it's a nice it, it's a nice setup for a new trilogy, which kind of you know, crapped the bed after that. Unfortunately, they, uh, they fumbled. Yeah, they now. did. And I don't I I don't know it if I blame. Everything. It set up everything well. Yeah, but Disney didn't have a plan. Yeah. They they were like, we're gonna let J.J. Abrams do this, and then we're gonna hand it off to Ryan Johnson, let him write his own story, but. Is he going to follow Force Awakens? We don't really care. They didn't have a plan. That was part of the problem. You didn't have George Lucas. Yeah. Was, you know, his idea, making sure that, I mean, he had different directors. Yeah. yeah. But it was his. Urban Kirshner. It was his story, his idea. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't, he wasn't a bunch of executives trying to yeah. make decisions. They just, they just let each, each different movie be different and, and yeah. Force Awakens was written in part by Lawrence Kasdan who also helped George write um, Empire yeah. as well mm-hmm. so it's not like we didn't have talent out there doing it it's just like Lawrence Kasdan is old at this point too though you know and it just it, it's good it's a good movie it's a good it's a good Star Wars movie yeah. and oh, you get yeah. a lot of new alien characters you know lightsabers things like that so got yeah you, got you excited for the you get, future you know Star Wars yeah the traitor meme so that's fun. So yeah, I mean, Force Awakens. That was uh, what was that number? Number eight. Number eight. So we're at seven seven for IGN. What is Revenge of the Sith? I'm not that low on it. This is where I'm going to put the Phantom Menace. Oh. It's lower than I thought it would be, but I'm thinking into this, and yeah. I, I can't put it higher than that. See, I'm. I think I'm gonna go with Rogue. Well, we're different here. Yeah. Rogue's getting that's pretty Rogue low. One here. That's pretty low for Rogue One. I love Rogue One, but everything coming before it, I like a little bit more. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, Rogue One was definitely. Okay, so we're different here. So let's delay talking about both of these until we both hit until yours comes up and mine comes up for Rogue One. So okay. let's just move on to, uh, that was seven, right? Yeah. So six for them, for IGN, was Force Awakens. So this is where I would slot, actually, and let me think about this. I was Phantom Menace at seven, so I think I'm going to slot uh, Last Jedi here. Uh, this is where I put Last Jedi. This is where I put Phantom. Okay. So, <laughs> so. we can talk about... We can talk about Phantom Menace. Yes. Um, so, Phantom Menace, my seven, your six. Yes. Phantom Menace was the return of Star Wars. This is the first Star Wars we got to really see in the theater. I mean, they re-released the special editions in theaters, so we saw some of the 
I think I saw A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back in the theater, but I don't think I got to see Jedi when it re-released in the theater. I don't think I went to see that. Yeah, I don't remember. But this... I think I saw all three. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is... Uh, this is the return of Star Wars. Yes. We were we had just graduated high school that year. This came out in May, so we had just graduated high school in '99. And Phantom Menace was coming back. This was like the biggest hype ever. This is the biggest I'd ever gotten hyped into a movie. I was following Ain't It Cool News, and there was a website called like Episode Star Wars Episode One dot com or something like yeah. that that I followed watch, that was just rumors and stuff. Oh, the trailer. I've watched the trailer so many times. The grass, life. the Windows logo. <laughs> and just wait for the doors to open for Darth yeah. Maul. It's like, who oh, is that? Yeah. Who uh, is that Schaefer figure? The so cool. lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was Which, super hot. I wish they wouldn't, wouldn't have shown that in the trailer. That would have yeah. been a nice little reveal. But super hype. Yeah. yeah. Super Phantom hype. Menace is yeah. definitely my number six. Yeah. So I know it gets a lot. It does. It gets a lot of hate. And it deserves it. I'm going to say it deserves it. But it's also super nostalgic for me. Yeah. So, And I can still watch it and have a good time. Oh, I, I put mean, it on all the time. A lot, of the, the a lot of the hate of the movie comes from Jar Jar Binks. And yeah. honestly, you could excise him from the movie almost completely, and the movie still flows just fine. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's a, it's a valid complaint, but it's not that big of a complaint, to be but honest. My 10-year-old son loves Jar Jar. And that's the thing. So Star Wars are works. made for kids. It works for everybody. Yeah, Star Wars are made everybody for kids. Everybody takes a little bit out of, you know, whatever they want out of Star Wars. That's yeah. How it's supposed to for be. sure. Yeah. So, Phantom Menace, we were there at the midnight showing. I walked out of the theater loving it. Oh, yeah. Right out of the gate. I, I saw it five times in the theater. And I acknowledge now that it's not a great movie, ultimately. But all the introductions, Darth Maul was amazing. He's one of the best Star Wars villains out there. I mean, it's like Darth Vader and Darth Maul are in the, you know, right up there at the top of the best Star Wars villains. Especially Darth Maul has been kept alive throughout. Yeah. You know, he dies in the movie, supposedly dies in the movie, but he doesn't. He comes back in Clone Wars and Rebels and uh, Solo, like we already talked yeah. about. So, yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn, the oh. first Jedi we really met outside of Obi-Wan and Luke which and Yoda. So it's like he's the first Jedi we've met and he's not like any other other Jedi. He yeah. doesn't buy completely buy into the full Jedi thing. He's almost he, like the, the gray Jedi. Yeah, he's the gray Jedi. And he's you know, we meet Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor and his first role is Obi-Wan. He's very young in this movie. Right uh, off the bat though, you're like, man, yeah. He's it good. Reminds me of Obi-Wan. He's great. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, and he continues to be great to this day. Yep. So, so yeah, a Phantom Menace. I, I you know I could have slotted it at six. I could I got it at seven just because I'm gonna put other stuff ahead of it. But yeah, yeah. So I I didn't like it at six. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. And then my my six. What did I say my six was? No. <laughs> uh, did I put Revenge of the Sith at six? Is that where I put it? Uh, no, I Last Jedi. I said Last Jedi Last, was my six. Yeah, yeah. six. It's Last Jedi for me. Last you haven't Jedi. gotten to that yet. Right. All right, on to number five. What is your number so, five? I'm, I'm at Last Jedi, number five. Last Jedi's number five, so we can talk yeah. about it now. I had it at six. You had it at five. You yep. have it at five. It, it's a great It's a great movie. It's a great Star Wars movie, in Love fact, it. I think. Yeah. It's terrific. I mean, Ryan Johnson, 
like knocked it out of the park. Now, the complaints about it, I understand some people complain about it. Some people complain about it too much. They don't even, they can't even think about it clearly because they're so mad about it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's not how Luke would be. It is how Luke would be. That's kind of how Obi-Wan is yeah. after being alone for so long, you know? Yeah, that's, how, like, that's how Yoda was. Yeah. Yoda disappeared. Yeah. He yeah. didn't want anything to do with anything. Yoda's like, I'm done with you. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going to just disappear. <laughs> literally disappear. Yeah, I'm going to disappear. <laughs> so did Obi-Wan. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, the story's good. I mean, you, you get Luke being crotchety old man at this point and not, you know, Luke's kind of lost the way of the Jedi. He doesn't yeah. want to be a Jedi. He thinks the Jedi are not great. He's had a lot of time to think about it. He thinks Jedi are the problem, which is exactly what Qui-Gon Jinn somewhat was coming to before he died. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and, and, you know, you have Rey trying to get Luke to train her. He finally somewhat agrees to train her, but then she runs off just like Luke did. You know, it's exactly like Luke did when in his training. He had to go help his friends. Rey has to go help her friends. It's all mirroring back to the original trilogy. So it's like you didn't like the story because you didn't like how Luke was. You know, whatever. It's fine. It's exactly how other movies played out Jedi. It's Luke's been through a lot of stuff. Yeah. How everybody wanted that that uh, uh like it's like the Superman. Uh, everybody wanted their seeing as we're near Metropolis, Illinois right now, yeah, that's an yeah, apt thing yeah. to bring up. So everybody wanted uh Christopher Reeves, yeah. Superman. Always cheerful, yeah. great hope, and then they get a Henry, a Henry Cavill type Superman, and people don't like it as much. Well, so, you know, I don't particularly like those yeah, movies. No, but <laughs> just trying to make a comparison with different yeah. types of you know characters. Yeah. Everybody wanted this hopeful Luke Skywalker that's just right. gonna save the save the universe. Yeah, but he's been through so much. He's a little grizzled and beat up and kind of, he's tired of everything yeah How yeah he's done he's is. done with it and, and you know you also get the storyline so, of why he's done with it is because of kylo ren of ben solo basically you know he, he try, it's a it's a dark dark storyline to tried, be honest he tries to kill him he thought he had to kill him and he realizes I after that, that that i guess that the, the thing about well if you had a chance to kill hitler when he was a baby yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I guess the Thanos yeah. came up in uh, yeah. Avengers. That's right. You know, would you go back and kill, you know, baby Thanos? Yeah. You know, it's kind of that that same Yeah, it, it's, it's the same. Like, you know, he was going to kill him. And then I, I think that's what broke him ultimately is yeah. that he went to that point yeah, that, that he darkness. thought yeah. so much in the way of the Jedi that he thought he needed to kill a kid because he thought he was going to be a bad person. Right. And by doing that, he turned him into a bad person, right. basically. Yeah. So, you know, you got you to gotta recognize that that's where that is. So, yeah. It was, it so was that's, amazing. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's Last Jedi. Yeah. It, so. it did have its flaws. Like, a lot of the jokes were stupid. Yep. And, and yep. placed it, it was kind of wrong time. They made hugs into a cartoon. <laughs> I like it though. It's so silly. And his turnaround in the Rise of Skywalker being a spy oh, for, yeah. for the rebels or the the, the resistance. They call yeah. it in that. Yeah. Okay, so that. So last Jedi at five. At five. Michelle Pfeiffer. 
Yeah. So their their five was uh, Rogue One, oh, Star Wars story. Really? Yeah. Their five was. So I had Revenge high, of the I had, up there for them. I, I had Revenge of the Sith here at five, but you haven't named it yet, so I assume it's going to be your four. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, and you'll assume that what my four is is Rogue One, a Star Rogue Wars One. story. There it is. <laughs> so we got to talk about both of these now because so we yeah, both hit them. You got Rogue One. Later. I love Rogue One. I do too. I absolutely love it. But I can't put it higher than what I got. I I, I am doing it. So Revenge of the Sith is is. Uh, is your number four my yeah. in my five because it's the best of the prequel trilogy by oh, yeah. far yeah. it is absolutely the best of the prequel trilogy uh so, so this is where we get prime obi-wan yes. to be honest he is prime obi-wan he is not jesus obi-wan like he was in clone <laughs> uh, clone wars i said clone wars attack of the clones yeah. didn't mention that earlier that uh, star wars jesus yeah. oh my gosh so, <laughs> so, some of the best yeah so yeah, Revenge of the Sith, of course, came out in 2003. It was the last of our our prequel trilogy that we would get, and you know I was pretty down going into it. I I wanted to like Clones when we saw it in the right. theater. I right. wanted to like it, and I came up like, oh, it was pretty good, but no, it wasn't good. And I realized yeah. that later that I did not like it. Yeah, I still I came, don't. Like I came it. out of the theater on that one. I was like, what? What just happened? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh no. Yeah. The dialogue is so bad in yeah. it. And the dialogue's bad in Revenge of the Sith too, because it's George Lucas written dialogue. The guy cannot write dialogue. He can write a story, but he cannot write dialogue. Yeah. So Revenge of the Sith is of course grown Anakin turning to the that's dark his, side. That's it's, his weakness. Yeah, oh big time. Lucas's dialogue is terrible. Even the original trilogy, the dialogue gets pretty hammy. But he, but he had he had, a, he had people around. He had extra people and writing the actual with actors, yeah. like Harrison Ford yeah. is known for telling him, hey man, you can write this stuff down, but I can't say this. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds stupid. Yeah. And I don't think the actors today have the balls like like your Harrison Fords and Carrie Fishers or the Clouds. Yeah. We don't have those kind of actors anymore is the yeah. problem. You don't have Harrison Fords anymore that are like... I mean, we have them still. We still have, like, Brad Pitts and Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they're all the older actors at this point. Like, the young actor generation, we don't have those kind of people anymore. Yeah. There's nobody that's got that kind of clout that can't that the studio can't just go, you know what, we'll get I don't, I don't like you, we'll just get somebody else. Yeah. yeah, we can get somebody else that looks exactly like you. Yeah. There's just not many of those actors left that have that clout that are, like, the triple A listers, like, you know, Will Smith before he went and slapped somebody on stage and things like that. So, what you, nothing, huh? nothing, you, what? nothing, no, <laughs> there was apologies. So, so yeah, so Revenge of Sith is, is essentially Anakin's fall. It's his turn to the dark side. You get, you get the great interactions with the Emperor, Ian McDiarmid playing his oh, heart out as the Emperor, just the best. That, that scene <laughs> where they're at the, like, the opera. The opera, yeah. Is, I love that scene. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. Oh, man. I can't do McDermott's voice. That, that guy's voice. That guy's set up a movie. Oh, Plagueis the Wise, man. Oh, they just totally forgot about, you know, I thought that's where they were going. Yeah. With uh, the Abrams. Yeah. Because I was like, dude, if he's going Plagueis, that's amazing. Yeah. That's going to be so much fun. It, that reminds me of something, I, and this is an offshoot, obviously, of this. That reminds me of something like a theory crafter I read on Star Wars, how the... In Rise of Skywalker, the Emperor was trying to, like, take over Rey's body 
and place yeah. himself in the body, and they're like, wait a minute, it seems like every every Sith kills their master, but is that because the Sith takes over the body of their 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 uh, trainee, yeah. and it's just like this is like Darth Bane. Everybody's Darth Bane throughout yeah. the whole. Like that's too much. No. But, but I yeah. thought it was a cool little theory oh, that somebody yeah, yeah. came up with, like like Darth Bane, the first Sith. So, so yeah. they're trying to make sense of a movie that doesn't. Make yeah, sense. no, no, it, it makes zero <laughs> it has sense. No, yeah. 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 How did all those ships get there? <laughs> Well, it's they built them there, but who came there to build them in the sky? Okay, where, where I mean, are they getting their food? We're going way off the rails yeah, here yeah, at yeah. some point. But we're back to back to Revenge of the Sith, best movie of the prequel trilogy yeah. by far. It's it's a lot better than Clo- Clones. It's uh, it's a lot better than Phantom Menace. <laughs> although we still love Phantom Menace. Revenge of the Sith, terrific, great acting from Obi Wan, uh, Obi Wan from Ewan McGregor. Uh, Hayden Christensen is a little wooden in it, but I think it's his dialogue. He didn't have, again, you were talking about that. Harrison Ford had the power to say, "I don't want to say this line. Yeah, I'm going to have to change it." I'm, Hayden I'm Christensen was was yeah. not that powerful. You McGregor may have been able to do that. And his, I think he's just more smooth as an actor. His lines still come off hammy as hell sometimes, but he delivers them better. Hayden Christensen, I don't think is a not. He's not untalented because he's done some very good stuff. I just don't think he has the talent as an actor to fix dialogue like right. that. Yeah. He just delivered it as it was written. And that's I think that's why he got a lot of hate over the years. He's back now. He came oh, back yeah. for Obi-Wan, and he's and, terrific in it. Uh, his acting yeah. in the Obi-Wan series. Because it's written properly. It's way better. Yeah, it's written it's, properly. Yeah. You even get a scene from, you know, uh, I don't yeah. know if that was that from. That was Clone. Was that Clones Clone, yeah. when that was? Yeah. Because he had the. Uh, the Padawan. Ah, uh, yeah, did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah, so, so yeah, so you get a scene that's a flashback, which he looks too old to be in that scene. But, <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah. So, but yeah. Know, as, as much as they've been de-aging, yeah. they would have They would have done better, but they didn't. Yeah. They didn't do great. Wow. Well, got the safari park. Yeah, the safari park sign. Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. Right, yeah. Sorry. Billboard. Billboard. For something yeah. we know. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> so, so, Revenge of the Sith, good story. Some silly parts. No! Oh gosh. The end. <laughs> yeah, that that almost ruined. We need a special edition of that that takes that out. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's the only thing you need to do. Revenge of the Sith special edition. Just take that part out. So yeah, so that's Revenge of the Sith. That was my five. No. The Yeah, it was it was your your four, my, my five. My right? Four. Yep. Yeah, and your five is Rogue One. I will right? say my five was No, no, Rogue One's last. My, Rogue One. Jedi. Okay, that's right. Yeah. We discussed it. And I'm getting confused because we're all off on the numbers. Uh-huh. So, therefore, Seven was Rogue One. Therefore, was Last Jedi. We've already talked about Last Jedi. It's been on both our lists yeah. already. Their five, I think I said, was Rogue One. Uh, we'll say Sith, whenever Duel of the Fates played, it did not have the same impact as Phantom. Oh, definitely not. And it's a shame because, I mean, there was a lot going on when I was playing, but that first time you hear Duel of Fates... Phantom. Yeah. Oh my God! It's just it was chill bumps. Yeah. Oh, so, so yeah, good. I just wanted. <laughs> That's not a good representation of it. <laughs> anyway, got a beautiful singing voice. All right. So my four was Rogue One. Your four was Vengeance Sith. So we got to talk about Rogue One now. Yep. Rogue One is the best, in my opinion, of all the other Star Wars movies outside the original trilogy. I. 
almost would put Rogue One above Return of the Jedi. I'll be honest with you. I like it that much. But it's not getting there. Not yet, at least. I still love the original trilogy too much for that. So Rogue One is the story of Jen Arso uh, and her father, played by Mads Mikkelsen. That's the thing about Rogue One. The casting in that movie oh. was ridiculous. Excellent. Krennic, uh, Ben Mendelsohn yeah. is Krennic. <laughs> Barry. Barry, she they ask, who do you think should play the, play Spider Man? She says Ben Mendelsohn oh. in the Barry season three. Oh my gosh! She's, she's like she didn't even know what to say about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Ben Mendelsohn is Krennic, Mad Mickelson as uh, Daddy Urso. I can't remember his first name, and uh, Felicity Huffman. Is it Felicity Huffman? Is that her name? Felicity Jones? I don't know. Yeah. Felicity Jones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Felicity, I know is her name as uh, Jen Urso. And you get a great casting for Mon Mothma in the movie as well. Um, just oh, so yeah, they brought they brought back the uh, the prequel. She was in the prequels. Yeah. Oh, it was a cutscene on the prequels. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got her. She's terrific. <coughs> she all the casting sounds, is great. Acts just like the yeah, original. all the casting is great. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, so Galen Urso. Galen, yeah. that's his name. And then you get a. Uh, you get the cast of like the men on a mission. You get the the dirty dozen yeah. type thing going on with uh. Rich, love them. Yeah, well, you got Donnie Yen as the blind man <laughs> who wants to be a Jedi. He's not he's not force sensitive, but he wants to be a Jedi. Yeah. You've got uh, Saw Gerrera, uh, Force Whitaker's character yeah. in there as well, which he makes appearances in all kinds of other media. Was he in Clone Wars too? He was in Clone Wars. And he's in Rebels. Because that's where the day that Jen sister died ah uh, okay so but you you have to watch clone clone wars yeah. to, to know that i'm never gonna watch clone wars i've covered there's this so it's way much. too much there's too much yeah <laughs> yeah so so saw Gerrera, who's also in uh fallen order as well jedi fallen oh, order yeah, that's yeah right. he's in fallen order and too. Rebels. yeah yeah so uh who else do we got we got um riz ahmed yeah. as as the pilot or yeah he's a pilot right oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah he he's the pilot he's a former former Empire pilot freight, or whatever. Like a freight yeah, freight guy. pilot. Um, you got the other guy with Donnie Yen. I can't, I don't know his name. The other, um, he's Asian. Yeah, those yeah. two. Those two together are great. He's the, uh, he's the the gunner. Yeah. Got the Gatlin Sweet laser gun. gun. Uh, if I was going to be in Star Wars, I would want that gun. In Andor, Cassian Andor. Yeah. Uh, he's getting his own show. He makes his first appearance in this. And he's played by Diego... Is it Diego Luna? Yeah. yeah, Diego Luna plays him. I get Diego Luna and another guy uh, mixed up. But it's Diego Luna playing him. He's terrific. And most importantly for this movie, you get K2SO, yeah, who is played by Alan Tudyk, who makes a career of playing robots, apparently, in, <laughs> in movies and TV shows. Because he, uh, he was the robot and I robot, too. Oh yeah, yeah he right. was a robot, yeah. but he's too. Alan Tudyk's great. Uh, Wa Warsh and uh, Firefly as well, the pilot in Firefly. But his, my favorite role of his is the uh, the night movie. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, Night's Tale. Night's Tale. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he's such a. He's funny. But anyway, get off. Of <laughs> it's okay because Alan Tudyk's worth talking about. <laughs> uh, because he's great. Yeah, his uh, his humor in this is... Steve the Pirate? Is that Yeah, Steve, Steve the Pirate. Dude. Uh, <laughs> Arr. Arr. So, 
So yeah, K2SO is amazing. It's an amazing droid character. Probably the best droid character in all of Star Wars, in my opinion. I love C-3PO and R2-D2, but K2SO is that, that whole, like, tackle, like, clotheslines Jen or so. And it's like, congr- it's like congratulations, you're, you're, congratulations, being, you're being rescued. <laughs> yeah. So, like, his, his humor in that goes back to the humor from the originals. Oh, yeah. The humor is so great in the originals. And then yeah. it kind of, you know, and that's sprinkled in a little bit. Speaking here, of the originals, yeah. bringing up the originals, that's what makes this movie so great is because they were a slave to the originals. Yes. They made everything look right in this movie. You you had everything that was dirty. for the originals. Everything's yeah. dirty. It's it's a it, the story's right. Every, like the new all locations, the, all the fit. costumes went back to that eighties. Yeah. You know, eighties look. Yeah. It's yeah. all. Oh, fantastic. And Mads Mikkelsen is great as Galen Erso. Mm-hmm. Like I said, guy who plays Krennic, Ben, ben Mendelsohn's great in that villain role. Mm-hmm. You get the CGI, you get the CGI uh, Tarkin, yeah. which is a, a little Uncanny Valley, Deadeye type thing going but on there. it still there. looks good. still looks good. Yeah. yeah, and you get CGI Leia as well in this, that which is look so good. not so good. Yeah. Uh, and you get the fantastic reappearance of Darth Vader at the end as they're oh passing God. the Death Star plans off. He comes in and wrecks shop one on those probably guys. Probably one of my favorite <laughs> Star Wars moments. It, it, it sets up really for the Obi-Wan reappearance too for his how powerful he is and what oh, yeah. he does in the Obi-Wan. Like in the Obi-Wan series he pulls that ship down you know yeah. which that also comes from Force Unleashed video games because oh, yeah. uh, Starkiller does uh, that too. You know? down the, uh, uh, yeah. Death not Death Star, uh, Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer, yeah, yeah. So, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that, that game, those games aren't canon at no. this point. They're not going to make them canon anytime soon. But yeah, uh, Rogue One's fantastic. That's why it's my number four and your number yeah. five. It's pretty. It is pretty fun. All right, so we're we're to the top three, which is <laughs> only thing that's left is the original trilogy, and I think three we're going to be the same. It's Return of the Jedi. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Return is is also number three on. I, it, let's just be honest. Our top three is going to be Return of the Jedi and New Hope Empire Strikes Back. We're yeah. just going to go ahead and say that because I know that's yours. I know that's mine. Age age 15 till now, Jedi is number three. Yeah, yeah. Age 15 and younger, <laughs> Jedi is probably number two. Yeah, I, I had it. I, I thought it was my favorite for a while. And yeah. then I was like, I eh, know Empire is definitely the I always best. loved Empire. Yeah, just because it was Empire. Everything about it. Even as a kid, I loved it. Yeah, and that's the first. That's the first Star Wars I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So Jedi is probably the first Star Wars movie that got crap because of the Ewoks. Yeah. People didn't like the Ewoks, and not say the other ones didn't get crap, but people did not like the Ewoks all that much. And they're fine. They're fine. The Ewoks are fine. They're supposed to be Wookiees. Originally. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. It just Which they couldn't that's work why out. I guess they threw in the Wookiee planet on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Set. Kashyyyk. Yeah. Yeah. We get the forest moon of Endor in Jedi, and you get Luke in his all black outfit in this movie, which is kind of an interesting thing because you know you look at like Last Jedi as Luke's like not into the Jedi Order anymore. I'd say that started here. He's wearing all black. No Jedi wears all black. No. That all black outfit 
is a Darth Vader thing. You know, yeah. he goes all black. So I think we're seeing some cracks in his belief in the Jedi, which how could he not? I mean, yeah. he, he's the only one at I mean, that point. Anakin had a different outfit. Yeah, he wore black as well. Yeah. From any other Jedi. Yeah, he wore black in so, the third one. So the yeah. third movies, they like to put these guys in black. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think Hamill, Hamill plays the character great. It, it Mark rhymes, Hamill. it's poetry. Yeah. So I think Luke, and, yeah, that's right, it yeah. is. Luke at that point, he's he's fully into the Jedi, but I think he's seeing problems with the Order at that point. But he goes on and starts which, his school and everything. Which helps out Last I mean, Jedi yeah. so much more. I mean, after Return of the Jedi in the extended universe, Luke, you know, marries a, a bad guy, Mar- really. Mary Jane. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he marries a bad guy. Yeah, she was yeah. a Sith. Yeah, so, so you know, he more clearly... Like, more of an yeah, she yeah yeah she was a Jedi or something like that. But that's all not canon anymore. Although it is my canon. It's your canon. Your 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 Star Wars canon. You make your head canon. Bring me some Dash Rendar. Oh, give me Dash. Put that right at number one if we're ranking things. Oh my gosh. So yeah, Return of the Jedi is number three for both of us. No reason to discuss it much much on that. It's it's got Ewoks. It's got a. It's got a possible sighting of something we can push back and say that, uh, uh, what is it? Which one? The bearded, the bearded clone trooper. Uh, oh, is it Rex? Rex, Captain Rex. Yeah, yeah. they, they, they're kind of right, people yeah. are going back and saying that guy, that that's, that's Rex. Captain Rex, as yeah. if they were really thinking about that. But you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. we can make that yeah, headcanon we'll, too. We'll take it. We can say it's Captain the Rex. The timeline works. Yeah. So yeah. So and you, you get you get all the fun. It's kind of an infiltration movie too, kind of like Rogue One. You know. Is infiltration? No, you stay on. Yeah, okay. twenty-four. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Number three, Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, I mean, just the the Jabba scene in the beginning, that whole time, and then you know, there's so many iconic parts throughout. The oh movie yeah, that, yeah. That I Big remember time. from a kid. You know, it's yeah. I guess the Ewoks. People dwell on the Ewoks. They do. Much. They dwell on them. The, the fight between Luke and Vader has some of the best music. Yep. Whenever oh. Luke goes, although goes crazy the, the, on the Vader. lightsaber fights are not great no. in the original trilogy, you know why? You know why they're not good? Have you ever heard this? George Lucas thought lightsabers would be very heavy, so the swinging is oh, very slow and right. stuff. That's yeah. why they are not so, very fast. So it's more like swinging a, uh, a yeah. Long, what's the a long sword? Yeah, a bastard uh, sword. Yeah. A, you know, like a big bastard sword. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so, kind of how Kylo Ren swings his. You know? Yeah, he, he kind of has that that original trilogy. Yeah, style. his hilt though, like the hilt of his seems like it's heavier. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. But, but yeah, George Lucas thought they would be heavy. I don't know why he would think a laser sword would be heavy because <laughs> lasers light doesn't weigh anything. Yep. Yep. But okay, you know it's fine. But he changed his mind obviously by the prequels where we get ridiculously good lightsaber fights between Maul and oh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan. And Obi Wan and um, yeah. Anakin, and yeah. Obi Wan and Jango technically yeah, not a lightsaber people, fight, but people kind of give that a little grief. But man, the the choreography that goes into those fights is pretty amazing. Oh yeah, it's it's hugely amazing. I mean, that Obi Wan Maul sequence where do, 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 <laughs> you know as stylized as it is, it was so cool. It's awesome. Ray Park. As, and, as Darth Maul well, is amazing. And then him and, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin, when they were both going nuts. 
Yeah. That was amazing to watch. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even, I can't think that fast. Yeah. Much oh, less man. move my body. Yeah. Through. I mean, there's probably some speed up going on there. It's probably a little bit slower in real yeah. life, but they sped it up. But yeah. All right. Anyway. Number two yeah. is going to match what IGN said as well A New Hope. Yep. A New Hope, the start. 1977, the start of Star Wars. George Lucas got had made a couple movies before this. Uh, what THX 1138 was before this. That was like his yeah. student film, which is and, a uh, weird movie. It's good, but it is weird. And then uh, he also made American Graffiti. American Graffiti is what got him the money to make Star Wars, essentially. He had some deal with and, American Graffiti. And gave us hair support. Yes, that's right, because he's in American Graffiti as well. All he did was read yeah. Star Wars. He wasn't really cast for yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. American Graffiti was made, and I believe George Lucas had a deal where he got most of the box office on American Graffiti, and that gave him the money to finance Star Wars, because nobody wanted to finance Star Wars. Nobody thought it would be successful. Boy, do they feel dumb now. Yeah. I think there's somebody out there, some famous Hollywood producer, like Bob Evans, Robert Evans, or something that said, "Oh man, I'm an idiot for not doing that uh. one." Like I don't think I don't know if it's Robert Evans or not, but he's he's the he was like the producer of The Godfather and stuff like that. There it is. So yeah, passing into Kentucky now, talking about Star Wars. So yeah, uh, but George, it was his passion project. He got it made, and it of course is iconic at yeah. this point. I mean, there's no need for us to talk about much about A New Hope. I mean, it's an amazing movie. We're introduced to Luke. We're introduced to Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ben Kenobi, on Tatooine, and sets us out on an adventure that is still running to this day. Yes. Star Wars is still, it's never going to end now that Disney owns it, let's face it. But it's its going. Dave Filoni is, is hopefully our savior for Star Wars going yeah. forward. And yeah. Filoni can get a little... little he can. He can. Him uh, and Favreau together, though. The uh, space whales. If you, if you watch Rebels and Clone Wars, oh, the you space will whales. understand. Those are goofy. They come into play in the plot, though. They do. They yeah. do. So, yeah. So, A New Hope introduces us to all the characters. We're getting a lot of those characters back in Obi-Wan Kenobi, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got Owen Lars, Baru Lars, both in there. Great casting. Yeah. Oh, terrific casting. And uh, you go on an adventure. Yeah. Uh, you don't, I, I don't know. George always said he had a plan together when he made these movies. But if he did, if he knew that Luke and Leia were brother and sister, did he really make them kiss in that movie yeah. for a reason for that? Yeah. It's like, I'm not convinced he knew that when he started that. Yeah, it may have been George R. R. Martin. In yeah. Him. Yeah. He's loves a, that incest. He's liking it. That's right. Little, little germ. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, A New Hope. No, I think he was setting up that love triangle <laughs> yeah. between Luke, Leia, and Han. It was going to be a love triangle. He's my brother. <gasps> oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. But, yeah, that, the, the original, the, the older I got, the more and more I appreciated it over, je- like, the Jedi. But oh, yeah. Return yeah. of the Jedi. Yeah, it's because I mean, even going back, I could just go back and watch Alec Guinness in his limited role, honestly. Yeah, and he brings so much to that Obi Wan. Yeah, 
He's terrific. Character. Um, I mean, clearly made an impact. Oh yeah. 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 He, he was not a big fan of Star Wars. No. Yeah, that's pretty well documented. He thought it was just trash. Yeah. He just wanted to play that kind of Gandalf type. Yeah. Wizard. Yep, and, uh, yep, he did. And, and he does it well. Yeah. He dies in this movie, but comes back as a Force Ghost later on. Yep. So that's great. And going in from Rogue One, it makes you want to go back and watch A New Hope. Oh, yeah. Because you get right into it. Man. Yeah, it, it's the, the it's end of Rogue seamless. One is the start of A New Hope. Yep. It's, it's absolutely seamless. seamless. Yeah, it's so, terrific. And that's exactly what I did when I got back from Rogue One. <laughs> nice. I went and watched... Oh, right like, there. God, this is great. Yep, it fits. So, all right. So yeah, and then on to course, the number one. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Not only number one in our hearts as a Star Wars fan, but it is probably in my top ten movies of all time because oh, it's yeah. that good. Absolutely. It's a terrific movie. It's well made. The dialogue is some of the best of all Star Wars movies. It's got the best story. It's got the best characters. You get everything in this movie. Boba Fett is introduced. They've somewhat castrated him lately, but uh, he uh, he gets introduced and becomes one of the most popular Star Wars characters after like eight minutes on screen. Yeah, you know, if even eight minutes, it might be five minutes. Got got a little Billy D. Inter- introduction to Lando. That's right. And uh, yeah, I mean that the, the yeah the, just the whole thing amazing. Yeah, the, all around. And I think there's beginning something to end. about your heroes not winning. Whenever they lose, it makes a movie more intriguing. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happened. They lost. Yeah. And they lost bad. Oh, they did. They so, lost a hand. <laughs> so, yeah, it, uh, I think there's something that really hasn't been done too often. Yeah. Up until Empire. Yep. Where your your heroes lose miserably. Yeah, it's uh. And you don't know where it's gonna go from there. Yeah. So, I mean, you get a little bit of a glimmer of hope with Luke and Leia. Oh yeah. At the end, but you know, if I saw that in theaters for the first time and had to wait another two years, <laughs> yeah. two or three years, three years, I would, yeah, I would be pulling my hair out. It was 77, 80, 83 yeah. for the so original yeah, ones. Yeah, and then when they brought them back for the prequels, it was every two years, 99, 2001, 2003. Right? Was it? Or was it three years? Yeah, I think they went back to that formula. Well, it was Vengeance Sisters 2005, wasn't it? It was 2005. Yeah, so it was three years again. It was 99, 2002, 2005. Yeah. Yeah. And then the new movies, they were two years. The the sequels were two years. The director for Empire was actually Lucas's... His professor, Irving Kirshner. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go again with somebody that's probably telling Lucas, "Uh uh-uh, we're doing it this way." Handing that movie off was a good idea. Yeah. Because it is well acted, and the story itself is just yeah amazing. Oh, it flows so good. You're constantly on the edge of your seat. You know, there's really no dull parts. Yep. No boring parts. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You get the top ten. Yeah, the whole ending. Han Solo being frozen in carbonite. Yeah. Luke getting his hand cut off and knocked down to the bottom of Cloud City. Um, 
Lando and everybody else escaping, you know, Cloud City. It's just great. Yeah. And picking up Luke underneath Cloud City in the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah. 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 Just it's funny. fantastic. I was watching Robot Chicken and uh, people that live in Cloud City, they just bought like a new new apartment or whatever and they're like it's like that one switch in your house that you don't know what it connects to <laughs> they're like what is this what is this uh, control and they keep flicking it and it's the hatch that opens up and Luke falls Luke through, falls through. <laughs> good job yeah so yeah just my nice. side note it was pretty funny those oh, robot yeah. chickens are great oh they're terrific yeah it's good to go back and watch them absolutely so, so yeah so that is our ranking of Star Wars. We were yeah. not exactly the same, but pretty close, close, similar, yeah. you know, similar ranking. Yeah, our Rogue One and Last Jedi. Last Jedi and were off. Sith. And Sith were yeah. off. We were a little different. Rogue One and Sith were basically, you know, right there in the same area, and so was Last Jedi. But yeah, so that's the ranking of Star Wars. So we're going to keep on to the Star Wars train now and go over to discuss Obi-Wan Kenobi. So Obi-Wan Kenobi... Premiered on Disney Plus, what was it, about a month and a half ago, give or take? Yeah. Uh, two months ago in June. It started in June, right? Was it June or no, May? No, it was, it was May. It was May. It was May. May. 27th. Yeah. yeah, it was the end of May. Like 30th. And we got six episodes that ended at the end of June, basically. So, Obi-Wan Kenobi, of course, brings us back to Tatooine, where Ben Kenobi is working a meat cutter job, I guess, is yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, they're harvesting yeah. meat from some kind of... Yeah, something. And he takes a little bit for his uh, his camel thing that he has, whatever that's called. But, yeah, so we're on Tatooine. Ben's on Tatooine. He keeps an eye on Luke occasionally on Tatooine. He's making sure that Luke's okay with Owen Baru. And uh, it happens that Leia is with, of course, you know, Jimmy Smith's. Uh, Bill Organa and her and and Lady Organa, whatever her name is, yeah. on on Alderaan, which is this is this is our first viewing of live action of Alderaan actually on the planet. You know, it gets destroyed, of course. So, can I say something about that whole Leia and uh, uh, being the, the kid yeah. of uh, the, the Organas? Yeah, she looks nothing like. Her. Yeah, I, I, th- I think <laughs> I think she's, I think she's supposed like a, to be adopted. Yeah, I think she's supposed she to be adopted. She sticks out like yeah. a sore thumb. Like, I'm surprised more people didn't like. Yeah, Jimmy Smiths, who is out, of try to figure it out, you of know? Hispanic origin. Yeah, uh, and wife. is pretty dark skinned He's yeah. a dark. He's got very dark skin. And his wife is also. I don't know if she's Hispanic or or some other or Spanish or something. I don't know. Yeah, but she's also dark skinned And yeah. uh, Leia's. Little white, little white girl. Yeah, with, with little red with, hair, a little, uh, bit of, a little bit of hints yeah, of red. like a little you know brunette right. hair, you yeah. know, not dark hair, just kind of a light brown. So yeah, yeah, she does not look like their kid, but I assume everybody thinks she is adopted. adopted. Yeah. yeah, because you know he said that his wife could not have children, and that's why he took took Leia originally in the in the prequel trilogy. So. Leia is kidnapped by Flea from the they, Red Hot Chili Peppers. At least they changed her name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't stick with Skywalker on yeah, that one. Yeah. No. Leia Organa. So she's kidnapped on Alderaan by the worst group of kidnappers ever. They're terrible at chasing a child. It's slow. It's silly. Slow. And that's a big complaint people had. And I'm like, ah, whatever. I don't yeah. care. You know, it didn't matter. It got the point. It got done. She got kidnapped. 
And um, so they take her off planet in its flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> and so Bail Organa apparently has no one else to turn to, I guess, except Obi-Wan. Yeah. Seems like he has like a palace guard and stuff he could possibly use. He is like the, the president of Alderaan or something, yeah, you know? He would have some kind you think of, he would have some kind of security some force kind of detail that, that would be able to help. <laughs> yeah. But they, they go to Obi-Wan and they're like, you got to help us. And he's kind of ignoring their messages. And then they actually just... Don't they, he shows up on Tatooine, right? right. If I remember... Uh, yeah. Bell actually goes yeah. to Tatooine and, yeah, and gets... him in the cave. Yeah. And convinces Obi-Wan to go and rescue Leia. So Obi-Wan is... You know, he's cut himself off from the Force. He's not using the Force. He doesn't have his abilities anymore. He decides he is going to go and help. Leia. And in the meantime, you also get the Inquisitors who appear, uh, led by the Inquis the same Inquisitor from Rebels, uh, the Grand Inquisitor. Grand. Yeah. And you also have the other two Inquisitors also that appeared in Rebels, the, the guy that wears the weird hat and the yeah. lady. And you also get a new Inquisitor uh, played by Moses Moses Ingram, or Reva? Reva? Yeah. Re Reva, Reva yeah. I think is, is how you pronounce it. And she is angry. She is an angry inquisitor. <laughs> she's an angry elf. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's rough and tumble, man. She is she wants to get the job done and with no worry about anything. She will kill whoever it seems like. Yeah. And so they're after Jedi on Tatooine and you get a whole scene in a bar where they're like, Are you you know, there's a rumor that you're protecting Jedi here or something, you know. And then, like, this young Jedi, like, fights him off a little bit and runs off. And we later see him dead, right? They yeah, do they, get him. They hung they, him up yeah. in front of us. Yeah, they later see him but dead. So, Which, that was that was a little uh, little dark for Star Wars. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the show was, has some like, darkness ooh, to it, for yeah. sure. The show has some darkness to it. Oh, yeah. So Obi-Wan's trying to avoid the Inquisitors. And I, that, that's who they're really after, is Obi-Wan, because, you know, Vader wants Obi-Wan, obviously. Yeah. But he gets off planet and goes to rescue Leia. And it turns out that it's actually just a trap for him. It's just a, it's a trap. <laughs> they think that, you know, I, I don't know why they think he would go to Obi-Wan to rescue Leia. Because they it's not like Vader knows that Leia is his daughter. Yeah. But I guess they assume that Organa and Bill Organa and Obi-Wan were, were like these big friends in the Clone Wars and whatnot. Yeah, they, they, they worked well, together, you know. Was, yeah. So they thought that maybe he would go to Obi-Wan to, to draw the draw him out to, by kidnapping Leia. And it works, obviously. So he goes yeah. he goes there. He does discover that it is a trap by the Inquisitors. Reva, Reva is after him and she's killed the Grand Inquisitor at this point, right? She, yeah. she stabs the Grand Inquisitor. She, okay. Yeah, he was supposedly <laughs> killed the Grand Inquisitor. That yeah. that's gonna come up later. Spoilers. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. So she's after him on this planet. Kumail Nanjiani plays like a fake Jedi on this planet mm. that he meets with. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's he's good. And his role's mostly pointless. He does have a role throughout the season, but he's yeah. he's not particularly important to the to the plot. But he he does help out Obi Wan and Leia. Uh, on a couple occasions. So Obi-Wan does rescue Leia. He leaves off 
and goes to another planet, which seems like another desert planet. <laughs> I don't know why Star Wars loves desert planets. Yeah. But he ends up on, a, on another planet with Leia, and he meets... Uh, or it didn't used to be a desert planet. <laughs> Maybe it was. It was before the Empire came. Yeah, that's it. true. There, yeah. Was, there was oceans on that planet yeah. or something. Huh. So it kind of sound, sounds like a little dune. So the uh, wait a minute, uh, so I'm maybe getting a little confused here with the plot. The planet he rescues Leon is like a city, but is it just outside that city that they're walking in the desert to meet somebody supposedly? No, remember they they get away from Riva, they jump on some whatever ship, and they end up and on end another up on planet, like Hollum or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. And they're out in the middle of the desert. They go to meet somebody. And there's nobody there. And Obi-Wan's like, God, how could I be so stupid? And Leia's like, oh, maybe they're coming. And he's like, no, Leia, you have to realize they're not coming. It was a trick. So he realizes that. So they just keep walking. And they run into this this truck that that this mole man is driving, played by Zach Braff. He played, he was the voice of that oh, character. Yeah, Zach Braff. Oh, okay. I thought it was Seth Rogen. Because it sounded yeah, like Seth Rogen. Yeah. But it's Zach Braff playing that character. So... They, they go to get in the back of the truck. He's like, oh, come on. You can get a ride, you know? And, and the, he's got all this, re, uh, like, empire sympathizer stuff. Like, yeah. it'd basically be like a, a Jewish person yeah, escaping the Nazis and getting onto a truck with Nazi emblem on the back of it. It's nice to have law and order. Yeah, nice to have law and order. So they get on the truck, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we're traveling, you know, and we got, you know, stranded. And. Like this is my daughter, and my name's Ben, and this is uh, oh, they use a different name for Leia. Like Lulu, not Lulu, but Lulu's her, uh, Lulu's her little droid little thing, droid. yeah. But uh, they they use like a different name for her, and later on they, he calls her Leia on accident, and they like look at him, like some stormtroopers like, oh, get on. That, that's his. That's her mother's name. Yeah, yeah, that was her mother's name. Yeah, yeah. Some stormtroopers get on at, at a check at, at a point two, and they get, end up at a, a checkpoint, and they start to like, these stormtroopers are like, yeah, these guys aren't who they say they are. So, so and, you know, at that point, they were known fugitives. Yeah. How could they, they have not had that in their database? Yeah, you would think. Database you would think. Yeah. But maybe but just they, they got there. Out. They yeah, were way yeah. out on the outer yeah. rim or whatever. They may have just not gotten there yet. So they discover they, they kind of discovered who they are. So Obi Wan, you know, starts shooting people. How uncivilized! <laughs> yeah. he, he he's not using a lightsaber at this point. He's shooting people, and he takes one guy down and kills another guy who falls on the laser gate and gets cut oh, in half. That was holy crap! That was pretty awesome. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, we have to turn off this laser gate." I don't know. You could probably just walk around it. There's, <laughs> yeah. It literally can be walked around. Uh, but then, as they get the laser gate turned off, another skiff of stormtroopers comes up, and they discover that one of the stormtroopers, like the captain of the stormtroopers, is actually a, a, a spy a and helps them out, yeah. kills the stormtroopers that come up, because they had them dead to rights at that point. Yeah. Kills the other stormtroopers, and they take the raft back to the city, where she's helping Jedi escape through kind of an underground railroad-type system. Um and she's played by uh, Indira Varma, who you may recognize yes. from Game of Thrones. She played the mother of the of some of the Sand Snakes, which was a terrible storyline in Game of Thrones, to be honest. Yeah, they threw that one away. Yeah, they, they needed to. But she's a great actress. She's also in a show called Human Target some years ago. I think it only ran for one season. She was in oh, that wow. show, Human Target. Yeah. And she was also in Luther with uh, Idris Elba. She played uh, Luther's ex-wife, I think, in that one. 
Yeah, she's great. She's yeah. a terrific actress. So, um, yeah, supposedly she's been helping out Jedi. Yeah, right? she's been helping out Jedi. There's yeah. like, like she takes him in this hidden room the, with this droid that's out there that covers him up. And all the, all the, the signatures. Yeah, the wall, there's some Jedi's yeah. that are recognizable from Clone Wars, I think, and I think, things uh, like that. I think Kane and Jairus was on there. Yeah, he may have been. And uh, 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 who's the one that they keep bringing up? Yeah, they keep bringing up somebody, and I can't remember oh, who it was. He he's got like yellow face paint yeah I'm, oh, I'm, I'm blanking it, but there's a lot of some them. recognizable names were on yeah. that wall basically and so you she kind of guides them through this and you I guess you meet O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character during this time yeah. too but Vader shows up on the planet with the Inquisitors because they know he's there Vader shows up and Obi-Wan at this point does Obi-Wan know that Anakin is Vader yeah, because Reva told him that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. She told him. Okay. As, she was, as he was trying to get away from her. Gotcha. To go to that planet. Okay, so that's Which when he that was out. like really kind of shoot in. Yeah. It's like, really? That's how he's going to find out? Yeah. He had to find out somehow. Yeah. Because there's no reason he would have known otherwise. I think it would have been great. No, spoiler alert. Yeah. At the end, when he cut the mask then he would have been like, oh my god. That's yeah, but the fight wouldn't but, have yeah. had as much impact true, at that point true. if he didn't know. But so, I, I'm just saying they, they could have handled they that. Could've. They could have. They could have. It's kind of like the uh, Han Solo, how he got his name. Yeah. That's kind of how it felt. Yeah, it's they silly. They just kind of, yeah. uh, we don't know. Yeah. yeah, they had to give it out there somehow. So, Vader shows up. <laughs> Obi-Wan. I'm sorry. Hey, go ahead. Cut you but I guess it makes sense because, another spoiler, Reva was was a youngling. A youngling. And yeah. she she did realize that yeah. Anakin turned to Vader. Yep. So, she realized it and then she So it, it makes a little bit of sense there, but yeah. They yep. could have done I, I think I still think they could have done it differently. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah they could I, I kinda had a little beef with that, but yeah. oh well, I'll get over it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Vader shows up, Obi Wan kind of freaks out about that because he knows it's Anakin now. And he runs. He runs from Vader. He does yeah. not face him down. He's not really reconnected to the Force completely at this point. So he runs. They made a big joke about that on RLM oh, with him yeah. just running. Yeah, yeah, and, right. But only we do get a showdown between them. Uh, Obi-Wan's well out of practice at this point. He's not great at the fight. I mean, Vader going with the one hand yeah, like he did in Empire. Yep, yeah, Vader just, just, just taking him, taking him every step of the way. And then Vader kind of, these tubs of like, I don't know, it's like gasoline or something get yeah. poured over and gets set on fire and Vader like drags Obi-Wan onto it. He's oh, wanting man. to punish him. And yeah. people are like, he could have just killed him there. And like, that's yeah. not what he wants. He, he wants to punish him. He wants him to feel what he felt for sure. So, so he, they get in that fight and the fight kind of ends by Indira Varma's character coming back and reigniting the fire, which Vader just put out by using the Force. Yeah. So he technically could have done that again, probably. And the droid comes over and and grabs Obi Wan and takes him to safety. They don't, I guess, they don't follow or they get off the planet too quick. I don't know, but it kind of ends there and they move on. And that's your first showdown. And we were like, yeah. oh, there's going to be another one, yeah, right? Like you know, they're, 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 can't be it. There's going to be one more showdown between yeah. them. But you know, Obi Wan's gonna get his powers back. Yeah. And you're like, there's definitely gonna be another one. 
Yeah. So, so Obi-Wan is working with all the rebels to get them off the planet. Uh, I'm skipping over a bunch of stuff too, I'm sure, but yeah, basically you get to another episode where <coughs> they are on a different in a different place. O'Shea Jackson Jr. is a pilot. He's got this ship that's going to get all these people off, and Obi-Wan's like, well, we have to help all these very, people. It's not just about me and you, Leia. Very reminiscent of Last Jedi. Yeah. The, when they're trying yeah. to get away. Yeah, because they've locked the gate, I and really they're trying to get in. Yeah. Like I was back in Last Jedi, watching yep. it at the very beginning. Yeah. Yep. So, so they, they... Reva discovers them, and this is after Reva's been made Grand Inquisitor, because she found Obi-Wan, essentially. Yeah. Uh... It's, it's so funny because there's a there's you know in practical jokers and stuff like have you seen oh, yeah, that yeah. they always get in a room and mess with people like yeah. and they make a guy say stuff to yeah, people yeah. they did that on on that with the with the other inquisitors like the grand inquisitor and the other two inquisitors and in the room and they're like now tell her she's the grand inquisitor and they're all laughing it's nice. so good it was so um, good that was a, a meme I ran across that's awesome so yeah she's made the grand inquisitor. And, and they figure out where they are because of this tracking device. I guess we didn't go through the whole part where they get Leia again and they have to go back and rescue Leia oh, again yeah. on this uh, space station. Yeah. Was it a space station? Yeah. Uh, it's where the oh, no. It's the, it, oh, yeah. We skipped over that. The yeah. Inquisitor. In, yeah, Palace Inquisitorius. Whole, that whole, yeah. That and that's in Fallen episode. Order as well. That's a whole episode. Cool. Yeah, Reva, Reva takes her to Palace Inquisitorious on a water planet. Half of it's underwater. So, Endura Varma uses his breathing device. Yes, like yes, him. yes. A little throwback. Him and him and Indira Varma get into there, and she's wearing her like uniform so she can get into there. And Obi Wan's sneaking in, and so she gets in there and figures out where Leia is. It's kind of almost like. You know, A New Hope when they're going to rescue yeah. Leia in A New Hope. Like, and it does seem like a lot of these episodes, yeah. do, like I was talking about Last Jedi, it seems like they mirror a lot of the, the actual movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot yeah. of so, yeah. the same, you know, same stuff thrown in. Yeah, so he get, Obi-Wan gets in there and is, is it's kind of, it's kind of the Death Star thing, you know, uh, trying to get into the Death Star and all that. So he gets in there to rescue Leia. They do rescue Leia. They have another fight with Reva, who, and and they they thought they think they're caught at the end, and two uh, speeders come in there to rescue them, which I didn't know speeders could fly like that. And hover? Yeah, I didn't know they could do. I knew they were hover on the ground, but I didn't think they could fly in space. Maybe that's been set up before. I Man, I just missed it because, I mean, everybody in the land speeders on Hoth got out of them to leave to go. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if that's a new thing or if that's been set up before. I don't know. Yeah. But apparently they also have hyperdrives in them because they take off in hyperspace on True. it. And they set multiple, can set multiple people. That was kind of silly, I thought. Because in, in the Battle of Hoth, it's like Luke and Dak in that speeder. And they seem cramped into that thing. Yeah. They're crammed in there like a fighter jet. Yeah, those you know? those things are not, yeah, but apparently think. we had a you know expanded speeder or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's different ships. They just look like the speeders. Maybe they're, they're, they're done different. Yeah. You know? So they rescue him O'Shea, and get him back to O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s ship, and they go back to the planet to get all those other people off that planet because the the they're coming to kill. They're going to kill everybody on the planet, basically. The Empire is. So they get there. They put a tracking device. In 
Reba put a tracking device Leia's in Leia's little droid. Yeah. And also, it makes it evil and shuts down the power yeah. for those people to get open the bay doors to get off the planet and their ship. So Reva shows up. They bring big guns, a lot of stormtroopers, and they're trying to get into this area. <laughs> it's your last, last Jedi reference it, again. Yeah, the last Jedi there. So they're trying to get in, and they're shooting it, but also it's like how they old me get in is Reva just goes up there and cuts it open. I'm like, you could have already done that. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe it wasn't the most ideal way to do it, but she's talking to Obi-Wan, <laughs> and that conversation is awesome. Like, they're through the door, which I'm not sure they could actually talk to each other through that door if it's, like, thick steel and all that. I don't think there'd be much sound getting through, but they're dogging through the door. And this is when Obi-Wan connects that she's not really an Inquisitor. She's doing the Inquisitor job, but she's in that... She wants to kill Vader because she was one of the younglings that witnessed Vader kill the witness Anakin. They're both using kill. each other yeah. to draw Vader in. Yeah, they're both doing it, yeah. Yeah. So this was Reva's plan. She doesn't care who who else dies. She just wants to kill Vader, yeah. kill Anakin. Obi-Wan, at this point, Obi-Wan is not sure about Vader, I think. He's not sure. He thinks, I think he thinks maybe he can be saved still, but I think he's losing that faith just seeing how Vader is. Yeah. Knowing there's Anakin. At least this is all, you know, within the last two days or something for Obi-Wan. So he's got a lot of different thoughts. But he's like, we want the same thing. And she's like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. And she takes her lightsaber and just cuts the, the door open. Yeah. It's that easy. And the stormtroopers start invading. They start pulling back. And, you know, Obi-Wan's using... Obi-Wan's getting his lightsaber skills back. He's using... He's deflecting blaster bolts and things like that. And they back in and they get through another door. And Dira Varma's character basically sacrifices herself to save Leia and Obi-Wan. Um, she... Thermal detonator makes an appearance. She turns on the thermal detonator blows up doesn't really stop them that much though to be honest she kind of her sacrifice wasn't really that in that great her, her droid also sacrificed himself with her so they do slow him down and they figure out leia gets into the they put leia into the vents to help figure out what's wrong with the doors because she's the only one small enough to go in there and she discovers her her lulu in there and Lulu's being the bad guy and stopping it. She stops Lulu from doing that and pulls off the regulator boat, I think, on her and gets the bay doors working again. And they open it, and right as they're getting ready to take off, Vader busts in there and force grabs the ship. It's amazing, but joke's on you, Vader. That's not the ship. It's another ship, (laughs) which I didn't understand. He ripped that thing apart. Yeah, Yeah. where was that? Where was that ship? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. Was it like part of the other ship and when he pulled it down they kind of shot off of it? I Maybe. don't know. I that I, I, I watched that scene twice now and it still doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe I'm missing something in it. But yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Chicken batteries. Yeah. <gasps> it didn't make a lot of sense there for me. But they get away. They get away from the, there and Reva comes to face Vader. She's got her chance. And, of course, Vader just destroys her. She's yeah. got no Fight, shot. Pretty much fights her Vader without a lightsaber. uses the force to stop a lightsaber, which you didn't even know you could do, really, but it's still done. You know? last, last Jedi. Yeah. Or, uh, not Last Jedi, but uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. They were doing that. They were doing that there. But yeah. Vader, obviously the first one to do it, but he stops her lightsaber. He's... He's destroying her, basically. He's playing with her. She's got no shot. She doesn't have anywhere near the power he has. Doesn't use his lightsaber at all. No, he doesn't need to. Takes hers. 
Yeah. Takes hers, yeah. pulls it in half, uses hers. Lightsaber somehow gets back together in the end. I don't know how that happened. It's kind of weird. Whatever. So, he's... Does he stab her through the gut? Yeah. Yeah. Vader stabs her through the gut with her own lightsaber. And then in walks the Grand Inquisitor, who is, haha, still alive. This was all a ploy. We knew you were... We knew what you were doing the whole time. There's no way you would have ever gotten Vader. You're not the Grand Inquisitor. Haha, you can die now. Yeah. But, of course, they don't kill her. Yeah, they just walk away. And it's the same injury that she did to the Grand Inquisitor, who also lived. Yeah. Qui-Gon's got to be like, what? What is going on Why am I dead? I got stabbed in the exact same spot. Yeah. Why I died. Everybody yeah. else lives through this one. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they got Qui Gon's heart, and it just missed everybody else's heart. And uh, even Kylo Ren. Well, he was gonna die. Yeah. If Ray, if Ray didn't save him. Yeah. yeah he, it's he like lived. he got stabbed through the gut. Yeah. So they just leave her there. She lives, of course. She's not in good shape, but she lives. And she decides that instead of killing Vader, she's gonna do the next best thing. And somehow she knows Luke. The, uh, the recording. The recording, that's right. From Bail Organa. That's right, to yeah. To Obi-Wan, even after he told him not to con- contact him. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he made and, a big mistake. He dropped it. And dropped the ball. Yeah. Luke was on Tatooine. Yep. Um, so she goes yeah. after to kill Luke. Obi-Wan decides that really the only thing, though, Empire wants is him. He leaves the ship yep. uh, that all the refugees are on and that Leia's on. Has Kamal Nanjiani promised to get Leia home, which... Oh, yeah. the, the beginning of that episode felt so... The, the, the music was very close to the, the chase scene in Empire yeah. when they were going after the the aluminum falcon the aluminum falcon yeah, yeah. the same music and it was like oh man here we go <laughs> so getting back to yeah you know they're playing off of the, all the movies yeah you know, little little trinkets like that is, yeah. is awesome Obi one leaves vader of course follows and they're like yeah. well we got all these people here no we must follow yeah, you know he, so they follow obi-wan to this planet obi-wan lands on the planet vader comes down onto the planet and we have the epic showdown that we knew yes. we were going to get Obi-Wan's powers are fully back at this point, at least almost. They they come back slowly during the fight. Cool and you get wide shot. you get the wide shots, oh, you get you get the emotional moment where Obi-Wan's, you know, talking to Anakin. He's not talking to Vader, he's talking to Anakin. Yeah. The the whole conversation is fantastic. And I think at that point, during that fight, Obi-Wan realizes that he thinks he's beyond saving and that he's gonna try to try to he's gonna try to kill him. But he Obi Wan goes down and gets covered with rocks. You know, he, Vader thinks he's got him, but Obi Wan manages to get out of the rocks and throws all the rocks at Vader, which yeah. is awesome. Like that power, you know, you get that's another Last Jedi thing. The rocks, yeah, picking up all the rocks, you know. Oh yeah. So which, uh, when I, when I first saw it, I kind of I kind of laughed a little bit because yeah. I, I thought it was so goofy. You know, he's standing there like. Oh, yeah. all these rocks. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. It is, so, whatever. But they get the lightsaber battle. They're battling Obi-Wan. Uh, oh, he, he takes his lightsaber hilt and destroys, like, his, 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 chest, his chest, his control, chest, panel, yeah, control panel, which causes him some breathing difficulties and things. 
and then he you get the 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 wheezing voice yeah wheezing from, voice yeah from, uh, uh, Hayden Christensen no the uh, oh Return of the Jedi oh yeah yeah, yeah, he gets that wheezing voice, and then he slices his helmet, yes. and that's where the effects really kick in, where it's partially Vader, James Earl Jones' yeah, voice, and partially cool. Hayden Christensen's voice, that was so cool. and just like, but Obi Wan doesn't kill him because I think at that point when he sees Hayden's face, the scarring and everything, he re- I think Obi Wan realizes that maybe he can be saved got, and that yeah. he shouldn't kill him. And he's got a little PTSD there. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, he does. It's like, oh. So, they go their separate ways. Well, he, Anakin, or Vader, says that Obi-Wan didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. I did. He, yeah. And it, that's when Obi-Wan realized, Yeah. all right, it wasn't me. Yeah. It was him. And that's when he calls him Darth. Yeah. Because that's what he refers to him in the original. Yeah. Because Darth. He didn't say Anakin. Yeah. So. Yep. It's a. Uh, and that, It's strong. It's strong right there. That and moment. That, and that is the point where Darth Vader, I think, becomes Darth Vader. Yeah. As we know it. Yeah, for sure. In the originals. So. But uh, yeah, the. That was great, Star Wars. Oh yeah. Star Wars. The. The lightsaber fights and the dialogue during those lightsaber fights is what makes it so intriguing. Oh, most and definitely. And the emotion that, that, that's brought with it. And this had that, which we miss. You don't really get that in the new trilogy. Yeah. The new, you know. No, the, not at all. It, it was pretty weak with the dialogue. It was yep. all action, really. Yeah. Even the prequels. Yep. Had those emotional. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. They know, had conversations. emotional Yeah. Yeah, so, so they end up going their separate ways. Uh, I, I don't think Obi Wan's completely convinced Darth Vader will survive, but he obviously does. <laughs> Clear. He leaves him either they for leave, dead or what? They leave so many people in this for dead that don't die, and yeah. I think that really, like Reva, they should have killed her. Oh yeah, she should have been dead. That whole thing going after, you know, going after Luke. Yeah. Just shouldn't have happened. I think she should have died. Yep. You know. She should have. So we, we do get back to Tatooine where Reva's coming after Luke. She tells like Owen that she's coming, you know. She basically they know she's coming. Owen and Baru she was looking for yeah. him in town. Yeah. One of the guys came in. Yeah, she, she she they know they know she's coming. So Owen and Baru set up best they can to, to defend Luke and it's like, you know, um, there's that Stay away, from, stay away from the gas cans. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But yeah, so so they set up everything, and they're ready to fight her. They have their weapons. They're not prepared, really, no. because she's so much you know stronger than them. But they are ready. They they're gonna do what they do. And there's that part, you know, like why do you protect him like he's one of your own? Because he is my he own. Is my That's own. just an yeah. awesome line. That just you know, Owen. You know, he is my own. Because Owen is his father. I mean, he's raised him from a baby. That's their kid. Luke's, Luke Skywalker's parents are Owen and Beru Lars. It's not, it's not Vader and Pat. It's not Vader. It's not Padme. He's such a good actor, too. Yeah. Oh, Joe Edgerton. Yeah, he he's got, gets all the respect, man. That guy's great. Oh. And the, the, the woman playing Beru's good, too. She's very good. She's the same they use. They got the same one back. I wouldn't have ever known, but it was her. <laughs> he, he 
He reminds me of, not that anybody would know who this guy is, Eric Esri. He looks just uh, like him. Eric. <laughs> Doesn't he? That's, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. He looks just like him, yeah. to me anyway. So, Revo. Shout out to Eric Esri if you're ever going yeah, to listen to this. Probably not. Probably not. So, Reva manages to take down Owen and Baru. She didn't kill him, obviously. They die in the New Hope. Yeah. And, uh,. Luke takes off into the desert. They basically tell him, run, you know, run. You know. They died in, uh, in troops. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it happened, but oh, that's in New Hope. Yeah, right, troops right. is part of New Hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're out here all the time. <laughs> Had trouble out of these two before. <laughs> yeah, so... So Reva goes, takes Chase into the desert. And this is the part I couldn't see it at all. I was watching this in the morning, and my TV had sunlight on it. Yeah. I could not see it. It's too dark. Very dark. So I just closed the blinds in my, yeah. in my office to watch it. Yeah, she's chasing chasing Luke through the desert. Luke gets knocked out at one point. And kind of reminded me of the, was it the long night? Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, like that mess. I couldn't tell yeah. what was going on. Yeah, so... Yeah. Reva does only find Luke. He gets knocked out, but Obi-Wan shows up in the nick of time to to talk Reva out of it. There's not a fight. He talks Reva out of it. He said, this is not who you want to be. I know you're angry and all this, you know. And, yeah. and she, you know, she relents. And again, I like that. Yeah. Because he couldn't save Anakin. Yeah, but he can save somebody. But he did save her. Yeah, he can save somebody. So. Yeah. So, Reva doesn't kill Luke obviously I mean clearly so Luke takes uh, Obi-Wan picks Luke up takes him back to Owen and Baru he's knocked out he doesn't even know that Obi-Wan never saw saw it never saw any of that so it all fits in with the original trilogy and uh, Obi-Wan goes his own you know his own way and then we get the end where Obi-Wan's come back He's, he's, he's moving away from what he's doing he's going out to be his hermit self from A New Hope and get the end where he pull he he comes up to Owen Owen's farmstead and wants to give Luke that that plane basically and tell Owen that he's 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 moving out he won't bother them anymore basically and Owen's like hey you want to meet him you know yeah so Obi-Wan gets to go over there and meet Luke and of course yeah you got it hello there (laughs) (laughs) and Luke gives a big goofy grin on his face people are really giving crap for that and I'm like leave the kid alone he's a kid oh god not a kid yeah, they're making crap for that. And people, that's what people are saying. They're like, oh, wow, well, we got a little Occidente. Oh, oh, hit it good, man. Yeah, like so. Okay yeah, little accident on the road yep. over there. This is, this is live on the road. <laughs> the road yeah, we're like an hour and a half in. We haven't got to the boys yet. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, so Luke meets, uh, meets Obi-Wan, uh, Ben. He yeah. knows him as Ben. And, you know, and that, that kind of explains how he knows old Ben Kenobi. You know, he, he knows him. He knows he lives out Crazy in the desert. Old yeah. So then Obi-Wan loads up on his little camel guy, camel thing and starts riding towards the uh, the little area where the Bunta Eve race took yeah. place, yeah, the, the pod race on Tatooine. So he's going to ride through that. And that's, it, of course, in A New Hope as well that, you know, you yeah. see all that, you know, that area. And lo and behold, he's he's walking up on a blue figure, and it's Qui Gon Jinn. Yep, with his 
with his glued on <laughs> glued beard. on beard that's right <laughs> the right side was yeah. looking like it was about to come off there cry guy's back go back and check it out so they're gonna have a talk and talk <laughs> about things and that's yeah. the end that's yeah, the end of obi-wan I, I i do have to say whenever obi-wan dropped off Leia or went to see Leia, you know it was a surprise that he made it back because he said he would make it back yeah that little he does go line, that's right he does go see the line yeah. that he gives Leia about her mom and dad yeah I thought that was pretty good it was, it was awesome it was really yeah and it also really how he it also made it clear to Leia because people were completely like oh she knows him but she acted like she didn't know him in that message he wanted her to not acknowledge yeah. that she knew him really so that's why that message didn't really acknowledge that right is what, what they're trying to do there I mean it's not perfect but it, yeah. it, it somewhat yeah, works like, out we there. have to keep this under the radar yeah. Another thing, yeah. Another thing we forgot about is in the Palace Inquisitorius, we have all those Jedi's frozen in amber. Oh, yeah. even like a, even like a youngling yeah. <laughs> is frozen in amber. Still got his helmet on. Yeah, some Jedi's. There was one recognizable Jedi. I think they showed there from Clone Wars. I think he yeah. was in Clone Wars, like that, like kind of dog-looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, that that that's Obi Wan Kenobi. It was really terrific. It had its bumps. I'm yeah. not gonna say it's perfect, but man, it's it's real good. I think they could have cut out. They could have made this like four episodes. Yeah. Well, they say you know they they said this was originally uh, going to be a trilogy movie, yeah. a, a trilogy of movies, which it kind of is. It's it like, going to be a trilogy. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, it kind of is. It's like six hours long, like yeah. five and a, five six hours long. So technically, that could be three True. shorter movies. So, so yeah, I, I think, mean, I think one two-hour movie would have been fine. Yeah. You could have cut out a Probably. lot of the fat. Um, but no. Four hours, perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. Six, it's good. Six hours. They could have got rid of a lot, in my opinion. Oh, they could have. They could have cut you a know, lot out. They could have, you know, people getting stabbed and not dying. Yeah. <laughs> walking away. Obi Wan screws up twice. Yeah, it's just. He lets Vader live twice. Yep. Yep. I mean, fool me once, good. right? We had to do that, but. <laughs> but. It is what it is, and it made for a very entertaining. I was I, I was very satisfied with yeah. it. And I tell you what, I've gone back and watched that last episode a few times. Oh yeah, because it's just it's fun. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah, it's real the real visuals, good. The visuals, just all the throwbacks. It it made my Star Wars self happy. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, Obi-Wan's great. Ewan McGregor back in the role is, is great to see. You get some Easter eggs in there, like you get a clone trooper begging for money and oh, things yeah, like that. That's right. yeah. yeah, yeah. So all kinds of fun in there. All these little, all these shows are making all. They're making the prequels, and even the cartoons, the animated stuff, way better. I yeah. Because it's making you like want to, you know, go back and watch. Yep, most definitely. But check out Rebels. Maybe we'll do a Rebels. Rebels. We'll do that at some point. Yeah. We'll talk about Rebels. I don't need a refresher on it, though. I really need to talk about Rebels. Well, Rebels is guiding a lot of these these series now, like especially the Mandalorian and Ahsoka. Ahsoka is almost going to be a direct sequel to to Rebels, I think. I think it's basically going to be that. Because she's looking for, uh, oh, what's his name? The the blue guy. Oh, Oh. Why oh, am I, oh no! I'm blanking on his name. 
The th oh, Thrawn. Thrawn. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn she's looking for. And Ezra Bridger was with Grand Admiral Thrawn last Which, we saw. You know, that's a Legends character. They're yep. just picking what they want. They are. They're, they're, I hope they're they got, they picking pick, them out. I hope they pick a little Revan. A little Revan. A little Revan. A little Revan and Rendar. A little the R boys. Which, it's too bad that that Shadows of the Empire was not a full length feature film. Yeah, it's, it's real good. It, it, it actually was, but not. Yeah. You know, for. Yeah. Prince uh, Prince Zizor, or whatever Zizor, his name is. Yeah, yeah. Zizor, which he shows up in. Is he in Rebels? I don't think so. I think he's Clone Wars, probably. Or maybe Clone Wars. I don't yeah. remember him in Rebels. Maybe he was, though. Yeah, he showed up on a slave planet. Ah, nice. So it kind of ties into that. So yeah. he does exist. He does. <laughs> All right. Anywho. So watch Obi Wan. We got Well worth watching. Well worth watching Obi Wan. So that is. The Star Wars conversation at one hour and thirty six minutes. Yeah. I hope they don't come out with a season two. I hope they just leave yeah it. they can leave, leave it, it, it as is. Don't touch it anymore. Yeah, leave it alone. You, you start to add more stuff to it, you're gonna. It doesn't make sense up. to yeah. do anymore. Yeah. yeah, it does not make sense. Yeah. All right, so on to the boys. Yeah. Season was it season three? Yeah, yeah, season three. So. The Boys is back. It's going to be hard to talk about everything on this one. Yeah. With children in the back seat. <laughs> so The Boys is back. We open with a... Superheroes for adults. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. We can more generalize this, I suppose. So The Boys is back season three. We have everything was going on season two. We pick up there. Ryan is with uh, Grace Mallory. Uh, the boss... The boys' boss, basically. The boys are working for the government again, for the CIA, essentially, I think. Huey is working for Victoria Newman. He does not know she is a soup who can explode heads and was the one who did that in the Senate hearings. Uh, they're in charge of the Superhero Oversight Protection Agency or whatever it is to make sure all these Keep superheroes get punished. They're doing a terrible job of it, though, clearly. Um, every, everything that happens, though... Like Huey, Huey's like, oh, termite. We get termite oh, at the beginning yeah, of the episode, yeah. and I'm not going to talk in, in about that. But yeah. termite, they bust termite. He kills his boyfriend essentially, and is doing a bunch of cocaine. And Butcher puts him in a bag of cocaine, shakes him around. It's hilarious. Oh. Butcher bust him. Butcher really would typically have killed somebody, a superhero like that, but he bust him, and they're like, oh well, Butcher, Butcher's actually doing this, you know. And, and so, you know, he gets a slap on the wrist, though. Termite gets a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Oh, man. Amazon truck caught fire over there. Did you see that? Man. Yeah. Seeing all sorts of things. My deliveries! <laughs> so, yeah. So, we start out with that. The boys are kind of fractured a little bit, I think, because of Huey leaving. And, uh-oh. But Marvin is, is kind of living... Uh, more simple life outside of the boys for the most part. Yep. Oh boy, some rain. Trying to. Gonna get a lot of rain sound on the recording here. Yep. But the boys are the boys. The the series is gonna be what the series is gonna be. They all end up back together because they need to get the boys back together. When Huey discovers that Victoria Newman is a soup, he doesn't want to work for her anymore. Obviously. 
Uh, Starlight is still in the seven. But she doesn't know that he knows. She doesn't know that he knows. Yeah. Yeah. He, but he caught her in an alleyway. But at some point she figures yeah. out that Starlight knows, so Huey obviously knows. Right. So at some point she figures it out, but he's not going to work for her anymore, basically. He fakes a broken arm. Well, he doesn't fake a broken arm. He has not actually break his arm to get away. Because they ultimately... And I'm not doing a very good job of recapping this, to be honest. I don't remember everything from the first few episodes. But the basic plot is they discover that Soldier Boy was killed... And they think that the way Soldier Boy was killed might lead to a way to kill Homelander. Because yes. Homelander is the biggest threat. It's all in search of... Yeah, it's all in search of what way, killed Soldier Boy. Kill, yeah, because he is just... He is unhinged. Yeah, he is definitely unhinged. And I think I've got a low battery, but that's okay. Yeah, so... To, they start to look into what happened to Soldier Boy. And that brings them back to Grace Mallory who was actually there and she had never told them this and Butcher gets pretty pissed off at her about this and in the meantime Butcher has discovered Compound V has a 24-hour option yeah. and he goes in search of what killed Soldier Boy and he goes to Gunpowder who was Soldier Boy's sidekick who was like a, a gun guy I guess he can shoot really good mm. and Gunpowder's played by uh, Young Indiana Jones, yeah. uh, I didn't even and Saints it. guy, Sean Patrick Flannery. It doesn't look like him. Yeah. It doesn't look like him. He's gotten older and he looks a little different. So he goes to Gunpowder to figure it out and uses this compound V after Gunpowder hands him his butt the first time. Uses this 24-hour V to become a soup, and he basically becomes like Homelander. He's invincible and has laser eyes. And Gunpowder gives up the secret that, you know, it happened and Grace Mallory was there. She was the one in charge of it. And then he kills Gunpowder by lasering him in half, basically. So he goes to Grace. He's really mad at her because she never told him this. And she tells him the story about what happened in in Nicaragua or was it somewhere, Honduras? I don't know. Somewhere down in Central America they were at fighting, you know, the Contras or something. I don't remember. But... They were down there, and like the team before the seven comes down there, Payback was that team's name, and Soldier yeah. Boy was their leader. It was Payback and a moth guy who flies around, and the like, like TNT like, twins who are supposed to be like the Wonder Twins. It's like DC versus Marvel at yeah. this point. Yeah, it is basically. Yeah. So there's there's the TNT twins, and there's Gunpowder, and Black Noir is part yeah, of this team, he and he doesn't have all his injuries and everything. Yeah. So. It kind of. They, they get in a fight with these these bad guys, and the, the team is terrible. Payback's just killing... Oh, Crimson Countess, too. Pay, uh, Soldier Boy's girlfriend. Yeah. The team is just killing everybody. They don't even know who the good guys or bad guys are. And then it kind of flashes forward, that, and they're like, they killed Soldier Boy, and they took his body, and Soldier Boy's gone. So that's all Grace knows, because she gets knocked out. Right. When she wakes up, they're saying they killed Soldier Boy. Well, come to find out later, it, the, the team actually turned on Soldier Boy. You find that out later, and Soldier Boy is the one who caused these grievous injuries, injuries to Black Noir. Yeah. Like, burned his face and punched his face in and whatnot. But they had given Soldier Boy to the Russians. They made a deal with the Russians to take Soldier Boy, and the Russians used some gas to knock him out and steal him. Yeah. So, basically treated him... Yeah. Winter Soldier story. But Grace doesn't know he's alive. They think he's yeah. dead, so she tells the boys he would be, the Russians took his body, so they're like, oh, we gotta go to Russia. During this time, Frenchie has, like, uh, 
a friend that comes to him that, that says Nina, something about Nina, who he used to work for is after. So you get introduced to Nina, the Russian mafia, essentially, who's running the Russian mafia. And she needs Frenchie to do things, or he doesn't want to get back into it. He just wants, but Butcher gets involved, and they're like, we need to get him to Russia. Your friend Nina needs to help us do that. Yeah. So they get her to help him, and she's like, oh, if you help help me, you got to kill this guy for me. And they, they get Kamiko to kill this guy with um, adult devices that are used in the bedroom. Yeah, she kills all of these people with those. I'm not saying the word, no, no. But uh, it's a number of them that are seven themed. Yeah. Uh, the Black Noir. Yes. <laughs> you know. So and they all have names. I'm not going to say the names, but they all have names. It's funny because Watchmen show did the same thing with a with a device. You watched oh, yeah. that. Did you watch oh, yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Excalibur. So, the Dr. Manhattan one. Yeah. Excalibur. Lots, <laughs> lots of uh, just references. All yeah, the for sure. That's, that's how it is. You know. So... So they go to Russia, and they kill this guy, and they get the location of where they can find things about Soldier Boy. And Huey starts taking the, the 24-hour V and becomes a transporter. He can transport through space without clothes, though. His clothes, clothes he's time. naked. Yeah. So they get into this facility. The Russians come and start attacking them, and that's when they discover that they're using the 24-hour V because Huey and, and Butcher are clearly superpowered and use that to to kill the, the guards and lo and behold they open this tank and soldier boy is in there still alive he blasts Kamiko with this like ray from his chest which is not a power he had before and Kamiko is not healing so they discover that soldier boy is likely the weapon they can kill <laughs> homelander because yep. he can apparently he can depower them. soups yep. so soldier boy gets away he makes it back to america the boys get back to America, and they Soldier Boy's in America, and he hears a Russian song, and it makes his PTSD, PTSD act up, and he like explodes yep. this little area, kills a bunch of people, and so they set up for Crimson Countess to be bait to catch Soldier Boy. Marvin's with him because he wants to kill Soldier Boy because Soldier Boy killed his some of his family, his grandfather. Yeah. And Milk blames it on himself. Mother's Milk brings it on himself because he told his grandfather, oh, come watch, you know, Soldier Boy's fighting out here, and it got his grandfather killed. Yeah, pretty much the same way with that blast. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was like a car. Soldier Boy threw car, a car. He threw the car. Through. Through a car. Yeah, he didn't yeah, have the blast at that, that time. He didn't have that power, yeah. yeah. He threw a car through the window, through the house Which, and killed someone. I mean, it's basically, he's basically Captain America and Winter Soldier Yeah. Yeah, and the grand, death of Marvin's grandfather also basically killed his father because he was on a search to take out Soldier Boy, and Marvin has a lot of issues because of it. So they set up to <laughs> capture Crimson Counts, get Crimson Counts to help them capture Soldier Boy because they know he's coming after his former team because they meet the legend, who uh, is Paul Reiser, plays the legend. He's, he's a Robert Evans for sure. He's yes. based off Robert Evans for sure like producer and he's great Paul Reiser's great oh, in this yeah. role terrific so he tells him that Soldier Boy came to pick up his costume and tells him where he was going I haven't seen him in much at all until he was in Whiplash as Miles Teller's dad in Whiplash he's really good in that but yeah he, he's making kind of a a, ri a rizosance <laughs> yes but he's, he's coming back but yeah and since Mad About You he hasn't done a ton of yeah. stuff Aliens but, yeah Mad yep, about was, you. Yep. Yeah, Mad I mean, About You was his big thing. 
But yeah, so he tells them that he's looking for Crimson Countess. They think he's going to go try to kill her because she she turned him over to the Russians, basically. They start discovering. You get the real story of that later on in an animated sequence, which is yes. amazing, from oh Black Noir. Uh, so trippy. Oh, God, so funny. And, and so they go to Crimson Countess, and they, they capture Crimson Countess and say she's going to be the bait to capture Soldier Boy, but... They don't tell Marvin. They knock Marvin out, and Huey and Butcher have a plan to team up with Soldier Boy, and they know Marvin will never <coughs> agree with that. So they knock him out, and they do this, and they leave with Soldier Boy, and he's in as long as they help him find the other members of his team, which they're going to do. And that takes us to Herogasm, where yes. the TNT twins are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, we got two members. Crimson Countess is dead. And they're going to get the TNT twins, and that's during Herogasm. They go there to find the TNT twins and help, you know, him continue his thing. And they're, you know, Huey's helping. Starlight's mad at Huey about this as well. And, and Marvin and Starlight are kind of working together because they want to yeah. stop Butcher and Huey from doing what they're doing. So they go to Herogasm. You see all kinds of crazy stuff in that I'm not going to get into. Uh, you get Just Huey running, transporting leave it, leave in, leave it up to everybody's imagination. Yeah. Huey transports in naked. Poor Marvin's there, getting like just massive amounts of bodily fluid on him. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Lap it up, you yummy brown bear! Oh. <laughs> Throwing ropes! Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. He changes clothes, thankfully. Yeah. But yeah, so Huey runs into uh, in, in a pretty decent moment for the series. He runs into uh, A Train who killed his girlfriend and he's like I want an apology and A-Train like oh, crap. for real apologizes oh Whoa. gosh what is that guy doing what the hell sorry about, call, about causing an accident yeah idiot there's, there's a blinker dude yeah Jeez. so he runs into A-Train and A-Train honestly apologizes to him yeah and Huey does not know what to do with that information <laughs> so he punches A-Train and he's got the V in him, so A-Train's like, how did you do that? Yeah, like, right. he doesn't oh. understand why the punch was so hard. It shouldn't have hurt him, but it hurt him. So he just walks away, A-Train walks away, because A-Train's there looking for Blue Hawk, basically. And he comes the up on Blue that, Hawk. The guy that killed him. Yeah, brother. Blue Hawk, okay, so yeah, that, that's all storyline. Yeah. Uh, Blue Hawk is like, in Trenton, New Jersey, where A-Train's from, is like, being like, a bad cop, basically, and, yeah. and, and like, taking out more on black people than he is on anybody else. He's a racist. They get him in there to do an apology, and his apology is the, the one of the like oh non apologies. And yeah. then he like starts hitting people and paralyzes A Train's brother. Yeah, doesn't kill him, right? He doesn't he's kill paralyzed. him. He's paralyzed, but he's going to be paralyzed for the rest of his life. You know, unless unless he gives him some V, probably yeah. twenty four hour V would work even. Yeah, <laughs> but A Train probably doesn't know about that. No. So A Train. Uh, runs into Blue Hawk. The whole Soldier Boy shows up with Butcher and Huey and just bust in there and finds the Wonder Twins. Here's, oh, we also get Love Sausage back, the guy with the uh, large oh, member. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention him, but Soldier Boy gets in there, sees the TNT Twins, and also talks to them, and they're like, it was Black Noir. Black Noir is the one who set you up, wanted to get rid of you. And he's like, okay, well, but he's still going to kill him. But yeah. then he hears Russian music, apparently from Love Sausage's music, because he's a Russian. 
and it PTSDs him again. He goes crazy, just shoots his laser beam out of his chest all through the party, kills a bunch of people. There's a lot of people there that aren't soups. They're like sex workers. Yeah. Kills a bunch of people, termites there. Yeah. <laughs> and so Homelander shows up. Squashes Terminate. Because yeah. <laughs> he's little, he's like, ah, help me. And he's like, yeah, squishes lands, him. Lands right on him. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. So when Homelander shows up, that's when Butcher and Huey and Soldier Boy have a fight with Homelander. Marvin's there, tries to throw a Halothane grenade at, at, <laughs> at Soldier Boy to take him down. And Soldier Boy's like, Halothane, all right. Because <laughs> they thought that was what the gas they used to knock him out, the Russians right. did. So they get this big fight between Homelander, Butcher, and Huey. And, and honestly, one-on-one with any of them, I think Homelander would win. But with all three of them, they're actually winning that yeah. fight. And then they hold, they're holding Homelander down, and they're like, you know, blast him. And, and Soldier Boy can't. He can't get it going because he, I guess he's just done it. Maybe he needs to power up or something. Right. So Homelander breaks free, flies away. But it's really hurt Homelander's feelings right now that, he's, that he got actually beaten in a yeah. battle. Very he's, worried. He's very worried, and Anthony Starr is amazing. Oh, that you know, scene. there's that mirror scene. The mirror scene, is yeah. Amazing. Like Anthony Starr talking to himself oh. is so good. It's like his inner voice Excellent. is, Excellent yeah. Job. Like you want to be loved. That's your problem. Yeah. You know. Little little Norman Osborn. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Or not Norman. Well, yeah, Norman. Is Norman. It Norman? Yeah. It's Norman. Yeah. yeah and the original. Harry Osborn is his son. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> Reminiscent of that, but way better, I think. Oh, yeah, way better. Yeah. So he flies away from that fight. He's basically learned he's not he's not going to win every battle now. There's people that are as strong as him. Soldier Boy is, is a threat. That's the end of that episode, essentially, except Starlight quits the Seven and is like, this This is Soldier Boy did this, and, yeah. you know, I quit, and Homelander is a, is, is a bad man called and out, all this. Called you know? out Vought. Yeah, called out Vought for protecting this kind of behavior and things like that. So she quits, and she's got, like, 190 million followers. It's funny because Victoria Newman kind of put this in her head earlier to use right. her followers to do this kind of stuff, and, like, she didn't want to do it with Victoria Newman, who gave her a nosebleed. Just a little nosebleed. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think Victoria Newman might be able to kill Homelander, to be honest. Her power is squashing heads. She might be able to squash his head. Yeah, yeah. But she uses those followers. She quits Vought and, and says, you know, Soldier Boy did this. You know, Vought's a fraud. They're, they're covering up things. Superheroes are actually terrible, that kind of stuff. And, of course, some people are believing her. Some people are saying, like, you know, I'm with Starlight. It's stupid in the comments. It's your typical social media comments yeah, that are just yeah. so dumb. Over the top. But, but yeah, so that brings us to the next episode. Next to last episode, episode seven, which episode eight hadn't come out yet. We'll have to do a quick, uh, quick yeah. recap of that one when it comes out. Episode seven is the most recent in my mind, so I remember it better. But they're they're back on the hunt for Soldier Boy's uh, team, and Mindstorm is the next one. He's a he's a, a mentalist type guy who yeah. you know he says oh, don't look him in the eyes. Yeah. Do not look him in the Put eyes. You in a dream state. Yeah. It doesn't end. Yeah. Basically, he said, he said, you'll die of terminal dehydration, yeah. is what he says. So they're out in the woods walking up on his his, com- his little compound. I call it compound. It's like basically a shack that he lives in. And Soldier Boy trips a tripwire that gives him away. And, and Mindstorm's on him. And Butcher accidentally looks at him. And Mindstorm puts him in a dream state. And Huey's like, oh, we, what are we going to do? You know, Because Mindstorm runs away after that. 
He's like, what are we going to do? we got to help Butcher. And he's like, oh, he's going to die. Soldier yeah. Boy doesn't care. He's like, I just want to go kill this guy. So Huey and, and Soldier Boy go ahead, and he's like, well, we got to help him. And Soldier Boy's like, I don't care. So they go forward, and they get to where Mindstorm is, and Mindstorm's standing there. It's like, hey, you know, don't, you know, don't kill me. But Huey takes Mindstorm and teleports away to Butcher and says, listen, I will keep you alive. I will teleport you somewhere. I will keep Soldier Boy from killing you if you just wake him up. Well, in the meantime, we're in Butcher's head. And Butcher's head is he's reliving all these memories of his childhood, which was terrible because his father was a terrible person and beat on him and his brother. And Butcher took most of the beatings yeah. to, set, to help his brother. But it also shows us that why Butcher kind of looks up after Huey because he pictures Huey as Lenny, who is his brother. Yeah, the dad he, is, uh, what's his name, from uh, Lord of the Rings. Well, he, he, when he, in his old form, he's John old Noble. Form. Yeah. But in this, not, he's not somebody he, different. Not any young. Yeah. yeah, he's somebody different, mostly. John Noble does show up in this episode as a re-flashback to last season, I think he right. was in. So he he's trying to protect his brother, and at some point it, he gets kicked out of school and goes to join the military. And Lenny's like, you can't leave me. He's only going to have me to go after. And so Butcher's like, I can't protect you anymore. I have to go. I can't stay here because I'll kill him. And I'll be in, in jail if I stay here. So... Butcher leaves, Lenny kills himself because of the abuse. Yeah. And that's something Butcher can't yeah. get over. In that, in that dream sequence, they, flashing they were Huey. flashing yeah. Huey with, with Lenny. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, but, that makes that connection. So, Mindstorm wakes Butcher up, ultimately. All of a sudden, Soldier Boy shows up and throws a knife through one of Mindstorm's eyes. Oh. That's a nice look. Because it like goes in the side and comes out the front. Oh, it's like, oh! so bad. Yeah, so... Clearly, Mindstorm's not going to survive this. He, Soldier Boy gets some information out of him about what happened, and then he kills him. He screams and goes nuts on him. Yeah. Because the information that he got was not yeah. exactly what he wanted. Yeah. He, we don't hear the information, though. We don't hear the information at all. He's like, because he was like, what did he say to you? And, and Soldier Boy's like, I don't worry about it, you know. Come to find out, and I'm missing some stuff in this episode, but this is the main part of the storyline. Yeah. Soldier Boy calls Homelander, and Soldier Boy is probably Homelander's father, yep. because he said the doctor that basically raised Homelander in a lab had him come into the lab and give a sample. Yep. Says in a different way than that, and that you know, I recognize my own son. You know. Yeah. <coughs> so yeah, that's the that's the end of the episode. Like huge bomb at the end of the episode. You had texted me like, oh, episode seven is like, a game changer, this and I'm watching. I'm like. Changer. About this is a game changer. Yep. Nothing's really game changing this so far. It. It's like, oh, there it is. Wait for it. There it is. Game uh, changer. We didn't, didn't bring up Maeve. We didn't bring up Maeve. She's uh, trapped in a padded room, essentially. Yeah. And Black Noir took her. Yeah. And she's still alive. Her and Homelander were at odds. Yeah. Homelander was on to her hmm. wanting. We also have to talk about Black Noir too. His yeah. storyline in this. And so, essentially. Homelander has Maeve in a padded room. Yep. And they're going to start harvesting her organs. They're eggs. eggs. Her eggs to okay. make super babies. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And they're just going to keep her yeah. in that room. And He's like, use I'm not, her for I'm not gonna, experimentation. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. I wouldn't hurt you, but I'm going to harvest your eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you don't understand this relationship at all, do you? Yeah. 
So, yeah, and then Black Noir is the one who kidnapped her, but when he heard Soldier Boy was back, he ran because yeah. he's scared. And he's in this old, like, Chuck E. Cheese stand-in, I guess is what you would technically say it is. Yeah. And there's, he is picturing animated characters. Yeah, animated characters. And they're all around him, and they're his friends. Bucky Beaver lots, or something, you know. You get lots of backstory. Hmm. You get backstory these. through these guys about what actually happened. It's so interesting. Yeah, and it's not that. actually Black Noir. Stan Edgar was responsible for all of this. He put Black Noir up to it. It's Stan Edgar, played by one of the cartoon characters, is the one who put Black Noir up to it. Black Noir is like a pig character, and they reenact that scene of Soldier Boy taking down Soldier Boy. They all start fighting him. Nobody else sees it because it's just them. And he, like, destroys Black Noir's face, man. Yeah, there's a slowdown somewhere it's set up here. So he destroys Black Noir. He, but they finally do take him down and give him to the Russians. And this whole cartoon sequence is just, oh, my God. <laughs> just, like, death and destruction. It's crazy. Crazy. There's a, there's a couple of uh, times in this season... You know, the whole musical bit. Yeah. And then you get this. And then the cartoons. cartoons. It, it's, it kind of throw. you think it's going to throw off the, the balance of the, yeah. of the show, but it actually enhances it. Oh, it's great. It's terrific. <laughs> yeah. This cartoon is telling a story. And yeah, it's, it is, yeah. so, I love that part. So yeah, that's, uh, that's Black Noir yeah. story. So yeah, that's, that's episode seven. It's a good got recap. A lot, got a lot of backstory with this. <laughs> Season three, you're starting to get a lot of backstory. Yep, you are these characters you're getting behind there. It's well done you. how they're doing. Oh, it's it. they're not just like Eric Kripke's doing great stuff. They're not just telling you. Yeah, they're going back and flashbacks and the animated stuff. You know, it's it's really well done how they're yeah, doing these backstories. And Jensen Ackles is great as Soldier Boy. He's doing a terrific job. Oh my God, yeah. Butcher, super powered butcher is. It's unhinged. Oh, that's another thing. Starlight discovered she bro kind of broke into Vox to steal some Compound V for uh, Kamiko. Kamiko decides she wants yes. to be super powered again because she wants she, she wants it for herself this time because she wants to be able to protect Frenchie and yeah. herself. So she's like, this is not the same because I want it for myself. Only 17 miles from Yeah, we're almost there. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock. Seven hours and 23 minutes to go. We've... How's the gas? Uh, yeah, we're going to have to stop. Yeah. Okay, so let's finish up this boy thing because my battery's running low on my microphone, too, I think. Yeah, and the gas. Is yeah. So, Starlight discovers in the lab when she's getting some compound V for Kamiko, which she does get. Kamiko gets her powers back, heals up. She discovers that the 24-hour V causes lesions on your brain, and four or five uses can kill you. And Butcher's on, like, four or five at this point. Point Huey's on three. So they yeah. both can have severe brain damage right now. Oh, we got traffic here so they both could have some severe brain damage at this point from using it but you know we'll see but the thing is butcher comes out of that dream thinking oh i've got to do better at protecting huey and then huey's like oh you ready to go doesn't tell huey about it at all just does not tell huey that the compound v is bad let's go let's use the v let's get things going which tells you that maybe that dream didn't affect butcher as much as you thought it would but you never know maybe he'll come around so this sets up for episode he's, seven. He's more worried about the mission. Oh, and A-Train. A-Train got a new heart. They took Blue Hawk's heart and yeah. gave it to A-Train, which A-Train is not super he pumped is about. He's not happy about but that. But he's healthy again. His yeah. heart is healthy. And, you know, honestly, 
if you need a new heart, who cares who it comes from? It can be a terrible person. It doesn't yeah. matter. But yeah, they gave him Blue Hawk's heart. Long, and they're playing it as, as if pumps that blood. Soldier Boy killed Blue Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> when it was and definitely he, A-Train who dragged Blue Hawk across yeah. the pavement for about 100 miles. They made it look like A-Train was yeah. trying to get Blue Hawk away Yeah, he's trying him. to rescue him. Yeah, yeah. But he died. Yep. And they now he's got his heart. It. Yeah. So that's the boys, episode seven, episode eight, coming up Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely be watching that down in Florida. Absolutely. Yeah. Get the kids, go away. Yeah. yeah. Go, go, go play in the pool. Go get in the pool, kids. We're watching something. <laughs> go get in the pool. Wait a minute. Carolyn, go out there and watch him in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the boys. Oh, boys is so good. It is so, so good. Yeah. I mean, it. season three for me is, I love Love season one. Season two was really good. Yeah. I, th- I think season three is better. It than stepped the two. game up. Yeah. It's the, season one's probably still my favorite, though. Because that huh? season, season one's probably still my favorite. Oh, yeah. Just, but we'll see how this ends. I mean, this ending could change it all. True. Right game now, changer, two game changing episodes so far. Season three is the second best season. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely there. So, so yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Enjoying it. It's awesome. So, all right. So, that's our recap of the boys. A little discussion about it. We are a little over two hours at this point, if I don't edit this down a little bit, which I might. Uh, So we're going to end it there. Uh, I'm Chad. I'm Jerry. Thanks for listening to the Basement Movie Room Podcast. We will see you next time.